It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this 26th day of October, 2022. This is The Horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Mary Wacky's Any Real-Time Medcap Multimedia Extravaganza that is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round, whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening live. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for supporting the program in whatever manner you so choose. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors that there's a conversation taking place here on the, uh, on the, on the liberal progressive side of things that's unlike the conversations anywhere else. And that, uh, well, there's a lot of people who, well, you can have a voice. Yes. Yes. Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm sorry about the uh, 25th broadcast, but someday, sometimes these things happen. They, they just do. Um, yesterday, I had to take my daughter to the doctor, and that wound up being an all-afternoon affair. And I got back here far too late to even think about getting on the air. So, again, my apologies. Um, I have to take her to the dentist tomorrow, but that's like early, so it shouldn't be nearly as much of an... Uh, issue and fingers crossed I'll be here okay uh, so uh, it there that's all taken care of every program here at the forum begins with gratitude this program is no different so that means we say thank you to our 26th and 25th day of the month subscribers um, and that means thank you uh, thank you to Ralphs, and thank you to Emilio, and thank you to Sharon, and thank you to Tracy, uh, thank you to Jude as well, uh, to Emilio, and to Mark, and to Peter. Thank you all for being partial sponsors of the program. Uh, where does that leave us? Well, I wasn't here yesterday, so that doesn't count. Um, that's on me. Uh, but uh, we we did thank you to uh, Dennis and Columbus, and thank you to Brandon and Fennell and Tracy and Jude. 
Ah, again with the sneezing. Uh, thank you so much. We caught up with Monday, so that means that we've got um, today and tomorrow and Monday. Uh, so that means the fundraising goal is somewhere, well, it's 900 bucks. 900 bucks to finish the month of, uh, actually, uh, yeah. nope, Friday's not going to, and if I'm not here Friday, that doesn't count either. So, yeah, we'll call it 900 bucks to finish October in good form. Um, we'll see where that uh, where that takes us. It is of course it is of course Wednesday and ordinarily that would mean prayer meeting Wednesday and we've probably got some prayer meeting stuff tucked away in there. Um <laughs> is the new uh, is the new office manager for the West Virginia GOP and she wants me to send her my phone number so that they can update their list. Well, uh, no, Shelby, uh, you apparently have no morals, no scruples, and no uh, no basic common decency, so I will not be turning my phone number over to the West Virginia GOP. Mm-mm, no, going to pass on that, thank you. It's the things that come into my inbox, oh my God. Uh, there's a lot of different directions in which we could go to begin this program. Uh... Scott in San Diego wants to start with the Pennsylvania Senate race. And, uh, geez, yeah, I saw this. Uh, Scott says, the headline below was on the New York Times website this morning, and it pissed me off. Fetterman showing signs of stroke effects, or showing, um, Fetterman showing stroke effects battles Oz in Senate debate. Of course Fetterman shows signs of effects of a stroke. That's because he had one. His doctors certify him as fit to run and to serve in the Senate. For all I know, he's in better shape than I am and could easily kick my ass. I sure hope he kicks Dr. Oz's New Jersey resident ass. And for those who doubt that he could, here's a true story about recovering from a stroke. In 1965, at age 39, actress Patricia Neal had a stroke that left her in a coma for several weeks. After coming out of that, she went through grueling therapy. She ultimately recovered and went back to work. Three years later, in 1968, she was nominated for an Oscar for her performance in The Subject Was Roses. In 2010, after decades of continued success in her field, Ms. Neal succumbed to lung cancer at age 84. Moral of the story, the GOP and your news media skeptics need to shut the fuck up about John Fetterman, or he just might come around to kick all your asses, too. It was disgusting. Uh, I thought John Fetterman performed admirably. Yeah, there were some there were some dropouts, uh, some uh, speech miscues. But you know what? A- anybody who wants to criticize that, you go ahead and have one of those and see if you come back as hard and as fast as John Fetterman did. And he did, and and he was he was pretty merciless toward. Uh, uh, toward Dr. Oz, whom I would not trust to put a Band-Aid on without hurting somebody or at least trying to make a uh, make a uh, campaign event out of it. Ugh, he's gross. But uh, in, his, uh, in his statement, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, let's remember he is Lieutenant Governor, said, I had a stroke last year. Something my opponent... Uh, absolutely refuses to let me forget. 
But probably the most seminal moment in that debate, it came as they talked about reproductive rights and privacy rights and choice rights. Because Dr. Oz said the quiet part out loud. Dr. Oz says he thinks the federal government has no business making any decisions about uh, about a, a right to access reproductive care. He said, and it was a quote, that he wanted it decided by doctors and women and local political officials. He said that. Local political officials. He wants some mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing Republican maggot freak right there in the doctor's office deciding whether or not a woman should have to carry a non-viable fetus inside her or should instead be able to get it taken care of, you know, before she's at death's door. (sighs) They're awful. They're just awful. But again, he admitted it. And I love and, and I love this position of well, the federal government shouldn't have any say in r- privacy or reproductive rights. We has anybody? I know I know he's kind of new to the whole situation. But has anybody explained to Doctor Oz that that position is exactly the position that wound up uh, leading a bunch of? Uh, wet-behind-the-ears college kids to start taking pot shots at a federal installation in Charleston Harbor back in the mid-19th century. Has anybody told him that? Because, you know, the idea that the federal government could have a, a, a position that was national in regard to the enslavement of human beings... Uh, led to the southern states getting all uppity and deciding to start a a, a treasonous war. I mean, it's just fact. And so there we are. Yeah, pro-secession. I I guess you could say that Dr. Oz is pro-secession, which is just kind of weird. Uh, but anyway, this being uh, Wednesday, if you do pop by the chat room, uh, Squeaky and Anatole, early arrivers, are there waiting for you. And we are uh, uh, waiting, the, uh, awaiting the arrival of uh, Pinch Hit Midweek Chat Room Utility Moderator and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgistan. Or did or may, maybe I need to refresh there. Maybe, maybe. No? Okay. Just checking. I trust Steve will be along presently. Steve, where are you? Save us, Steve. You're our only hope. So, uh, we'll see where we'll, we'll see where everything takes us uh, as we get through the program. And now, uh, now Lady G has gotten into the Brother Hirsch situation. There was a uh, there was there was to be a news conference today 
another with another woman stepping forward to say uh, that uh, uh, that pro-life candidate for Senate uh, Hirsch also pressured her uh, into an abortion and drove her to the abortion clinic. You know, I, I realize that the evangelicals have decided that uh, they're going to they're going to have a carve out for Herschel's abortion, the, the, the abortions that Herschel uh, wanted and paid for. But there was a time, and, and, and just work with me here. There was a time when the Republican Party was the family values party. And, and, and they were all about a marriage between one man and one woman. And they didn't, and they didn't cotton to a bunch of, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, canoodling around and, 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 and uh, LARPing and smolicking on, on folks what wasn't each other's one man, one woman, traditional family values, marriage people, things, what such as. Do you remember that one too? Because cause I do. But now they've decided. Well, you know, the the the, 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 the abortions don't matter. I mean, he, he he's special. You know, he's he's not he's not perfect. Just saved. That's a very prayer meeting Wednesday thing to say. Um, yeah, right. Uh, but the, there's the larger issues uh, issue of the fact that Herschel apparently couldn't he couldn't keep little Herschel in his pants. And that, it, it, uh, and that, you know, every day was a new adventure. And, you know, every day, even the crack of dawn was in trouble when Herschel woke up. But, you know, that's, that's, that's okay. So Hirsch uh, went to an event with Lady G. Uh, Lady G, who wants control of every... Uh, every every reproductive system out there that you know happens to be attached that well, every uterus every fallopian tube every ovary yeah it, right lady g wants control of it and he said so cuz he done introduced a bill to take control of every female reproductive system in the country And so uh, Lady G and Herschel decided to yuck it up on the campaign trail. Hey, hear me. Yo, hear me okay. Well, I'm going to just say right now, you know, guys, I'm done with this foolishness. I've already told people this is a lie, and I'm not going to entertain to continue to carry a lie alone. And I also want to let you know I didn't kill JFK either. And right now they sent him one out. And he got crushed at that debate. Now the Democrats are doing say whatever they can to win this fight, to win this, this seat. But I want them to know they don't know Herschel Walker. They don't know that uh, I'm from right here in Georgia, and I'm going to win this seat. I told them when I got in this race, I'm going to win it, and they now see that I am going to win it. So I just want you guys to know that this right here, that right now I'm winning this seat. So I, I think that Senator Warnock seems to not like me too hot, does he? Uh, wait. The Democratic Party doesn't know that Herschel 
is from Wrightsville, Georgia. Did he, did he not did he not put that on the on the on the campaign form that he filled out to be a candidate? And okay, well, glad to know you didn't bump off JFK, Herschel. Have you told the Have you told the boss? Have you told Julius Geezer? Because he's got lots of theories about who killed JFK. Uh, including Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger eating future king of America's daddy. But I think he voted for me. Just to clarify, can you unequivocally deny you've never paid for any woman to have an abortion? So, I've seen this movie before, folks. Oh, have you? Uh, I remember the Kavanaugh storyline really well. The hearing's over, does a great job. All of a sudden, I've got this letter. I want to share it with the committee. Well, it was shared with the Washington Post before it was shared with the committee, making a salacious allegation, and Judge Kavanaugh met with every Democrat, and the ones that knew about it never gave him a chance to explain himself, and the rest is... Uh, how do you explain getting drunk with your buddies Boof and Queef and then trying to rape a passed-out, drunk little teenage girl? How do you explain that lady g i'm just wor- i'm just kind of kind of curious about that asking for a supreme court justice history another one another one and another one so here's the game plan herschel get a celebrity lawyer like avenatti who's now in jail get a celebrity lawyer to come out and make a wild accusation right before it's time to make a decision you know michael avenatti didn't go to jail for anything related to uh Brat Kavanaugh. But way to deflect there, Lady G. Of course, you probably, well, you spent probably the entirety of your adolescence and the entirety of your adult life deflecting from things, you know, things. About who should be on the Supreme Court or who should be in the Senate. Hooey, can't you just see Herschel sitting there on the Senate committee on the judiciary deciding who should be on the Supreme Court? How? I mean, it it might be terrible for freedom and democracy, but you got to admit the comic value would be in orbit. So I've seen this movie. I live 40 miles right over those uh, hills there. I know Rabin County, and I know Dillard really well. People here are not going to tolerate it. No. There's going to be a backlash in Georgia. Yes, sir. This is coming from L.A. It's coming from an activist, Democratic, celebrity lawyer who went to the 2016 convention for Hillary Clinton. And people in Georgia... Oh, no. She didn't go to the 2016 convention for Hillary Clinton, did she? Oh, well, okay. We can't believe... Jesus. It... Yeah, there's there's enough deflection going on there for a six ra- a six rail shot to the to, to to the eight ball on a billiard table. Anything else, Lindsay? Are not this dumb? Uh, maybe the people of Georgia ain't that dumb. If they're not that dumb, Herschel will not be senator. 
but it's going it, it, to. But the, the the voters of Georgia are just going to be trapped in hee haw hell forevermore if they actually elect him. Call BR five four nine and tell them you want Herschel. And uh, at that same at that same event, well. <laughs> Why are you why 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 are you running there, Herschel? Can you can you tell us, buddy? Don't stand by get in the fight, Senator. Get in the fight and tell him no. He can't know how to say no when my father told me no, he meant no. And when I got too big of my britches and he said I didn't like the rules underneath his roof, he said, Leave my house. That's what we need. We need leaders in Washington to say, if you don't like the rules of the United States of America, leave the United States of America. Go somewhere. Talk a little bit about when your daddy beat the shit out of you and gave you the first of those head injuries there, Herschel. I mean, maybe, maybe that helped. There's other places. In- Herschel, wanting to beat the shit out of Americans to teach them how to live under his roof. Glory. If they would take you, why don't you go? Because they may not even take you either. That's the problem we got. Let's go that way. Taking people. Why are we taking people from the border? We don't have to put up with this. Y'all ask me why I'm running. I'm running because I'm this country boy from Riceville, Georgia. Yeah, I love you too, but I'm this country boy from Riceville, Georgia. I don't know what I'm doing, but I do know how to vote. I do know how to vote, and I can tell you that. I'm from right now. That that right there, that may be the ultimate maggot campaign slogan. I'm from Riceville, Georgia, and I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I, I don't know, Ralph. So whoever that was that said hell yes in the other clip, that's just some that's just some random maggot there. Yeah. Um. So. At least that much he's telling the truth, but yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Brendan writes and says, uh, Fetterman's speaking deficits, a result of his stroke, are likely going to improve, but let's compare his responses last night to any number of the orange fecal stain speeches. Fetterman's condition can improve, but Trump's is forever. Peace, lady. Brendan. Thank you, Brendan. You're absolutely right. It's like that old line Churchill allegedly delivered to what? Lady Aster? Mr. Churchill, you're drunk. Yes, madam, I am. And you are ugly. But tomorrow I shall be sober. That's kind of like that with Nitwit Nero. But this, the, the, uh, going back to Herschel for a second, his problems are getting arguably worse I mentioned the Gloria Allred mm-hmm. uh, and it's like an oyster you know the more you chew the bigger it gets um, the New York Times reporting a woman who has said Herschel Walker Paid for her abortion in 2009, told the New York Times that he urged her to terminate a second pregnancy two years later. They ended their relationship after she refused. In a series of interviews, the woman said Mr. Walker had barely been involved in their now 10-year-old son's life, offering little more than court-ordered child support and occasional gifts. The woman disclosed the new details about her relationship with Mr. Walker, who has anchored his campaign on an appeal to 
social <clears throat> conservatives, <clears throat> not very conservative, as an unwavering opponent of abortion, even in cases of rape and incest, after the former football star publicly denied that he knew her. He called her some alleged woman in a radio interview on Thursday. In the interview, she described the frustration of watching Republicans rally around Mr. Walker, dismiss her account, and bathe him in prayer and praise, calling him a good man. As a father, he's done nothing. He does exactly what the courts say, and that's it. He has to be held responsible just like the rest of us, and if you're going to run for office, you need to own your own life. But isn't that just par for the course? Isn't that just, I mean, whether it's Anita Hill or any other Republican sex scandal, isn't that just what they do? They lie, and, they, and, they, and, and, and Republican voters throw their much-vaunted values and morals right, in the, right on the dung heap. I mean, isn't, isn't that what they did? In the Brat Kavanaugh hearings, precisely. Um, yeah, that's exactly what they have done. They are behaving according to type. There should be no surprise here. The New York Times uh, continuing. Mr. Walker also appears to have been involved with two other women around this time in an interview in the December 2011 issue of Playboy magazine. He identified Julie Blanchard, who is now his wife, as his fiancée. And in January 2012, Micah Dean, then a shareholder along with her mother in Mr. Walker's company Renaissance Man, really, according to financial records, filed a police report in Irving, Texas, in which she said that for 20 years she had been in an on-off on on relationship with Mr. Walker. Ms. Dean, who died in 2019, told the police that Mr. Walker threatened her after she told him that she wanted to date other people. Mr. Walker denied the allegation through his spokesman, spokeswoman in April. Imagine being a woman and being able to and being willing to work as a spokes creep for Herschel Walker. Buried the lead, didn't he? He's a sleaze bag, okay? He's a dirt bag. Scum. And from the department, if you, can't, if you can't say anything nice, say don't say anything at all. We return to the John Fetterman debate, the Fetterman-Oz debate. Ed Rendell has decided to unburden himself of his opinion, uh, saying that uh, he probably shouldn't have debated. In retrospect, he probably shouldn't have debated, Rendell told the AP. Oh, thanks, Ed. Uh, thanks for the sour persimmons, brother. But the key is, he continued, he's recovering from a stroke. The only way to recover from this is for John to go out in public as much as possible, to be seen, to be interviewed, and do as much as he can to let people know that he's ready to take office. And um, Alex Rorty, the White House correspondent from McClatchy, said, and how true this is, Rendell remains an undisputed champ of saying out loud things other Democrats wish he wouldn't. 
Ain't that the truth? Yeah, uh, hey, hey, Ed, stop helping. Oh, well. Yeah, what's that, Billable? Billable Rick said uh, six rail shot on a billiard table. How'd you know that I made that shot last night while playing pool? You've obviously polished your magic eight ball and put on your purple robe with the applique stars and moon. Actually, I made a long bank on the eight ball into the opposite corner pocket that wasn't blocked. Congratulations. Those six real shots are a hell of an accomplishment. And, uh, I, I I really was, as I watched the debate, I was astonished by saying that, you know, I want women, doctors, and local political leaders letting democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward. So she doesn't want to carry the baby to term. And Dr. Oz wants some clod-pated Republican politician to tell her, no, she can't. So he's being, uh, well, he's candid, I guess you could call it that, in a crudité kind of way. Um, you know, you can tell when something's gotten into the political zeitgeist. Uh, the little event that I attended last Saturday night, uh, there was a veggie tray with a sign by it saying that it was crudité. <laughs> But the Fetterman campaign is firing back and, and banging on all eight cylinders. Uh, they uh, released an ad today pointing out exactly what Dr. Oz meant in the debate. This is who Dr. Oz wants in charge of women's health care decisions. I want women, doctors, local uh, political leaders, <laughs> local uh, political leaders, <laughs> local uh, political leaders. Oz would let politicians like Doug Mastriano ban abortion without exceptions, even in cases of rape, incest, or life of the mother. Oz is too extreme for Pennsylvania. I'm John Fetterman, and I approve this message. They're not lying. Yeah. Uh, Matt in San Francisco pointing out, going back to Herschel. There were a lot of people at that convention. <sighs> yeah. Oh, and I know, uh, I, I know this is just ancillary, and it's just a... Uh, culture war stuff. Actually, no, it's existential. But down in Florida, the LGBT plus center of Orlando 
um, this past Monday, canceled a uh, Drag Queen Story Hour. Seventy-five children and their parents had paid for tickets to Drag Queen Story Hour with uh, a drag queen by the name of Bridget Galore coming up on uh, this Saturday. Uh, But the center has canceled the event. Um, The center's executive director is a guy by the name of George Wallace. I'd hate to be him. Just, hi, my name's George. Don't ask me my last name. But no, uh, uh, Executive Director Wallace said it was sold out. Note the use of the word was. It's been canceled. And it's been canceled not because they had too much interest and not enough room. I mean, the number of tickets are the number of tickets. It was canceled because the event was threatened by Nazis. And, as the Orlando Sentinel puts it, other extremist groups. Uh, The LGBTQ plus center was warned by the Anti-Defamation League and public officials that an extremist group or extremist groups planned for 40 to 50 violent protesters at the event. It was different from the usual protests they face. Wallace said, we have a church group that protests the center, and the local Proud Boys came and were yelling pedophile and terrible things at the parents that were bringing their kids in. They were at arm's length, but this Twitter thread that we saw, they're violent. State Representative Anna Eskamani said it's it was absolutely disgusting. Adding, this was clearly part of that rise of homophobia and transphobia that we're seeing across the country. But you cannot separate that from the anti-Semitism because these groups oppose anyone who's different from them. Even though the center has decided out of an abundance of caution to cancel this event, that doesn't mean that Nazis are not still coming, and if they're still coming, they're potentially going to target another organization, which could be the Holocaust Center. We have to work in tandem and be really, really explicit in saying that injustice against any group is injustice against all groups. Here, here, Representative Eskamani, here, here. And Wallace said, I don't want people to think that we're letting hate win. We won't stop, even if we have to move it online. Drag Queen Story Hour is not about sexualization. It's about reading to, it's reading to st- children's stories about love and acceptance and just being a good person. I think these people who actually threaten violence could learn a lot from attending one of these events. No. No, they don't. They they can't learn anything because they won't learn anything because they are completely con- consumed by their vicious, bloodthirsty hatred. They are Nazis. Just plain and simple, Nazis. And there is a larger issue here. Uh, and it's it's like the, uh, the 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 drag the the drag ban in um, the, in in uh, the, the Idaho. 
these are seen by the larger media universe as parts of an anti-trans sentiment in this country. And there's no getting around the hate. Uh, Don't worry, I'll get away from this story quickly. But something does need to be said. Uh, While it has an anti-trans overtone, I think I'm correct, and and, uh, uh, Matt being the den mother of the horn can can straighten me out. Well, no, not straighten me out. Uh, Can uh, disabuse me of my my incorrection, if, if indeed I am incorrect. Uh, what these uh, the, the the drag the drag queen spasm is transphobic, but it is primarily homophobic. And I hope I, it's not like I get a newsletter or anything. Uh, I, I I hope I hope the larger gay community understands it for what it is, because the vast majority of drag queens are gay guys. It's not about gender identity at all. It's a performance art. And it's really expensive to to, to participate in. And it requires a great deal of skill. As Matt pointed out a minute ago, I'll put money on the drag queens versus Nazis. Have you ever walked in five-inch heels? That's some serious commitment to the cause. (laughs) I wouldn't even begin to... Well, at some point I have to work on some platforms or something. Because, yeah, like I need to be any taller. Talk about suspiciously large. Um, but am I correct, Matt? I mean, this is this this is an overall the 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 drag queen spasm is an overall assault on primarily gay guys. It certainly seems that way from where I stand. And the fact of the matter is, if there are people out there who are who have been suckered into this, they need to understand, because it's now abundantly clear, that in throwing a fit over drag queens reading children's books, well, they're, hate to say it, but it's true, in bed with Nazis. Real live Nazis, just like just like every voter who who cast a vote four years ago for Ron Monkey Up DeClantis got in bed with Nazis, and you can't wash that off, and you can't explain it away. You voted for somebody that Nazis like. That's who they are. And so when the Nazis want to send fifty stormtroopers. To an LGBTQ center's drag queen story hour, that tells you everything you need to know about what the right side and the wrong side of this issue is. I mean, doesn't it? Yep, says Matt, we're first in line for the ovens. Always were. As the uh, popular meme has it. It's a sobering thought, but yeah, if they could get away with it, that's exactly what they would do. These Republicans, these God-fearing Christian family values voters. Go 
office. By God, they're going to have a straight, uh, a straight, uh, cis, white patriarchal society, or they'll burn it all to the ground if they can't. If, uh, well, it, it's it's terrifying. Nobody can, um, you, you can't live in fear, but it is, it is terrifying. Uh, Scott in San Diego with a note. Riddle. Question, why aren't there any Nazi drag queens? Answer, have you ever tried to goose-step in five-inch heels? Uh, <laughs> building on mats. Yeah, I, I see what you... Yeah. Uh, Scott also said, former GOP values. Psst, Newton Leroy hit the reset button on that, Robin. Well, I guess he kind of did, didn't he? Ah, yes, Brother Deacon Asa, shucky-ducky indeed. And, uh... Sorry. It's, uh, it's amazing how you get ready for one program, you know, yesterday. And then, uh, everything's completely different by the next day. We have some follow-up to the slaughter at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in St. Louis Monday. Um, It's um, about uh, Jean Kuska and Alexandria Bell. Alexandria Bell was terribly excited. She's 15 years old, and she was getting ready to go out to Los Angeles uh, to celebrate her sweet 16. Jean Kuska was on the verge of retirement after a long and dedicated career teaching. We now know that the killer... Had an AR-15 because freedom. You know we have to make it possible for kids to get AR-15s, so that pasty-faced, doughy old, pants-shitting white men uh, won't have a sad. Along with his AR-15 rifle, the kid had 600 rounds of ammunition in more than a dozen high-capacity magazines. 
uh, Ms. Kuska died protecting her students. Uh, one of her colleagues said, when I found out, the first thing I could think about was that's how much she cared about the students. She was going to save those babies. There at the Visual and Performing Arts High School, she had some favored quotes. She would tell her students, before you are anything else, you are a human, and every human deserves respect. She said, I believe that every child is a unique human being and deserves a chance to learn. Meanwhile, Alexandria, Alexandria Bell, was a dancer. She was a member of the St. Louis Dazzling Diamonds dance group and uh, her pal said she was always funny and always kept a smile on her face and kept everybody laughing that was her friend Deja Robinson who said they were doing Halloween together this weekend Alexandria Bell was a young girl of color. Her friend, disgusted, uh, 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 said, uh, "They've been knowing what's happening, and they could have, uh, they could have been did something, but clearly they ain't doing nothing, and they won't." Her grieving daddy said, "Alexandria was my everything. She was joyful, wonderful, and just a great person." She was the girl I loved to see and loved to hear from. No matter how I felt, I could always talk to her, and it was all right. That was my baby. It's a nightmare. I'm so upset. I need somebody, police, community, folks, somebody to make this make sense. Oh, my. Mr. Bell, nobody's going to make it make sense because it is senseless. It is senseless that, that, it is senseless that a country like this prioritizes guns over children and any Republican, any maggot who says otherwise can just go get stuffed because it's true it's true and the kid who did the shooting Um, was an alum of the school twenty years old, I believe he was months before um, he committed his murders. His family had reported the fact that he had a firearm to local officials and had the firearm removed from the home. 
and you, you kind of wish this wouldn't go out into the into the broader stream of reportage. But the family said that he had struggled with mental health problems. And the family did everything they possibly could have done to help him. They got him therapy. They got him medication. He was committed on several occasions. St. Louis Metropolitan Police Chief Michael Sack said, but sometimes that's not enough. He wouldn't say how the kid got hold of his AR-15. I understand that that's something everybody would like to know, but the reality is every building, a school, a business, a police headquarters has weaknesses. And would not say how the kid got into the school because he said that could imperil other schools. They did say, though, that the kid forced, I'm sorry, the murderer forced the entry. And this this bit of bitter irony, the family of the murderer knew that he'd gotten another gun. They didn't know where or when or how, but uh, the police chief said the family worked with our department to transfer that to an adult who could legally possess one. Really. You've got a mentally unstable kid. And instead of just taking the gun away, you want to transfer it to a... Well, you know, you have to be careful doing that because they might have violated the poor little murderer's Second Amendment rights. And we all know that Second Amendment rights are more important rights than any other right in the whole Constitution. Mama wanted the gun out of the house, so they facilitated it. The party had it. How he acquired it after that, we don't know. Oh, so he got the gun back. It just keeps getting worse, doesn't it? The kid was uh, named Orlando, the murderer's name was Orlando Harris. Well, again, Alexandria Bell's bestie is right. They know these things happen. And they won't do a damn thing about it. In fact, in some places, it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, going back to Dr. Oz and all the politicians he wants in, the, in, in there making decisions along with the pregnant person, uh, Matt in San Francisco pointed out 
let's not rush to judgment. Think of the boom to the economy when we have to expand the doctor exam rooms to accommodate the pregnant person, the doctor, their partner, their God and preacher, and the state legislature. That's going to be some serious square foot expansions. Yes, it is, and it'll be great for the building trades. Got to laugh to keep from crying, right? Yeah. Well, we're up to six now, as we just sort of wander about through the news. Oh, up to six what? Uh, six swattings. That's right. Marginal Trailer Queen has been swatted for the sixth time at her Georgia home. Or so she claims. You know, everything she says is subject to, uh, Af- uh, uh, well, verification because she's a liar. Uh, I was swatted for the sixth time last night. Swatting is a very serious crime. The caller wants to have their victim murdered by police, but it's also a giant abuse of police resources and time, which is another reason it's a serious crime. Uh, Pogo sticking up onto the up onto the cross, uh, her spokes creep. Said. Uh, uh, the swatting attacks on Green began in August when the congresswoman was swatted two nights in a row. In the second incident, police say a call was received on what appeared to be a suicide crisis line from an Internet chat. And the report, the person who made the call allegedly claimed they were transgender, had shot their family, and were planning on shooting themselves. Yeah, because that happened. Sure. Absolutely. I'm sorry. If 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 it, if I knew that it was uh, clear blue skies right outside my door, and marginal trailer queen said so, I'd grab an umbrella. Oh, and here's a here's a, an update from a story. Well, we dealt with it a while back. Yeah, uh, remember when the liar, who was a football coach. Uh, got bounced from being a coach at Bremerton High School because he insisted on leading barking, grunting, hooting prayers uh, 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 after football games and on, on in the middle of the field. And was told, hey, don't do that. You know, it's unfair. Students will feel compelled to be white. Well, never mind. Uh, he's going to get his job back. Joseph Kennedy is. 
Mm-hmm. Supreme Court said that uh, uh, the lies that he told to, to various and sundry tribunals, instead, in, including the Supreme Court, ah, uh, that uh, they were more important than the Constitution. As he sat there, knelt there, grunting at the 50-yard line after the football games. Uh, he will be reinstated as an assistant coach. No later than March 15th, 2023. Just in time for spring praying, I mean training. Uh, Kennedy said, uh, this is a right for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're this religion or that religion or have no faith whatsoever. Everybody has the same rights in America. Well, the only problem is there's nobody going out. There's there's no high school coaches going out to the 50-yard line saying, come on, kids, let's talk about being atheists. Because that would be wrong. And it's going to be wrong when this theocratic asshole goes back to grunting and barking at the 50-yard line again. And, of course, he had one of those grifty little lawyer outfits. In this case, the First Liberty Institute that took him all the way to the Supreme Court. And the school district said it had a fundamental, a fundamental obligation to protect the rights of all of its students. Noting, it is very likely that over the years, players have joined in these activities because to do otherwise would mean potentially alienating themselves from their team and possibly their coaches. Well, that's the way compulsory religion works now, isn't it? Yes, it damned well is. Um, meanwhile, a uh, jury verdict came in today in in Atlanta, the federal trial. Six out of seven charges, uh, there was the uh, got a guilty verdict. A suspended Georgia sheriff who was convicted of violating the constitutional rights of people in his custody by strapping them into restraint chairs even though they were completely compliant with deputies instructions even though they posed no threat Victor Hill suspended Clayton County Sheriff was found to have violated the civil rights of seven men prosecutors said Uh, his his pettifogger said, well, yeah, he used the chair, but that's okay. Yes, I maintained order. And after a week of testimony from more than three dozen witnesses, uh, six of the seven men were found to have had their civil rights violated. And, uh, and this is this is one of those guys that gets into law enforcement and wants to be real butch about it. 
Uh, he 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 uh, adopted Batman imagery. No shit, really. Uh, fired twenty-seven deputies. The court put him uh, back on the job. Used a tank during drug raids. Back in 2016, he uh, shot and injured a woman in a model home in Gwinnett County. It was an accident, and he and the woman both agreed they were practicing police tactics. Yeah. Uh, apparently, dirty as the day is long. Back in 2012, he was in, under indictment for using his office for personal gain. He was acquitted in that case, but this time, no. No. And out of all of this, um, then is this is this progress? I mean, he was he's a black guy, corrupt as the day is long, crooked as a dog's hind leg. And uh. Oh, no, no word on when he will be sentenced. So I have now filibustered for a solid hour. We've got nine hundred dollars to go to finish October to the good, and it would be great if we could take a bite out of that. Hate to talk about it, you know that. Um, it gets weirder the closer we get to uh, November the 8th. And here's another little chunk of the weird. The Department of Education down in Florida has put together a group that's supposed to retrain public school librarians. You know, generally speaking, I think once you've been, once you've learned to be a librarian, it kind of sticks with you. It's kind of like riding a bicycle, only with the card catalogs and the Dewey Decimal System. I'm probably oversimplifying, but here's the fun part: they put a bunch of book banners on uh, this council. Yeah, the Daily Beast noting, the state education department ignored its own call for official candidates from local school districts and instead filled most of the slots with right-wing activists who have a history of proposing book bans. One was even nominated by a religious activist with close ties to the uh, DeClantis administration a week before the department publicly called for candidates. Megan Uzel at Democracy Forward who got hold of a whole bunch of Florida government emails, said it calls into question the process that the Florida State Board of Education is trying to implement. And, uh, well, it won't be long before they're burning books instead of just banning them in Florida. Because remember, Ron Monkey up DeSantis... 
only got into office with the help of real live, no kidding, Nazis. Uh, who, incidentally, he somehow or another can't be bothered to denounce. Darndest thing. I mean, uh, wow. Uh, the tweet, the, the relevant tweet has been taken down. <sighs> oh, well. Um, and hey, um, uh, there's there's Steve in the chat room. Good to see you, Steve. Thanks for being there. Somebody's got somebody, somebody's got to be hanging around to, uh, you know, bust the brain. We mentioned Marginal Trailer Queen a minute ago. Apparently, she uh, she has a bil- uh, the, the ability to uh, a, a similar ability to run away, uh, like unto that of uh, uh, Josh Hall and Ass from Missouri. She was invited to participate in uh, Night Talk on UCTV in North Georgia. We've had clips from this uh, laugh riot before. And, uh, well, as, as they say in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, she scampered. She scampered off. I'm voting Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flowers. I'm Marcus Flowers, and I approve this message. Okay, we're back without Marjorie Trailer Green. You all ran her off. She's yeah. gone. Yeah, why'd you do that? She's gone. So, um, and we'll take your calls or comments or whatever you got to say, but, uh, she left. She said she enjoyed my show, and she's through and got up and left. So she's out of here. Nothing I can do about that, okay? Call her, go ahead. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, the thing is, it was softballs. Yeah, hi Marjorie. Uh, th- th- yeah, this this uh, this Betty Jean Ann from uh, uh, from Busted Knuckle, Georgia. I'm just so proud to have you for my Congress critter, and 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 I think the sun just rises out of your butt. Uh, I'm so proud of your voting record in Congress. And then they said, "Well, we got to go to a commercial." And Marcus Flowers had bought an ad inside Night Talk. And it was—I guess it was like garlic to a vampire because, whew, I mean, you—you you, you heard the lady there. Well, we're back without Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's gone. Y'all run her off. She's out of here. Nothing I can do about that. I guess she felt like she'd done been ambushed. <sighs> yeah.
how long. Well, I, I guess we've got we've got a new way to make her scamper. Marcus Flowers, Marcus Flowers, Marcus Flowers. Poof. It's so sad that she's going to be reelected. Um. Ralph says, "Come on, people, please contribute. I'll kick in twenty-five bucks if you'll match it." Thank you. Thank you, Ralphs. Uh, Tom in sunny San Rafael, marginal trailer queen and swatting. Oh, so now she says that cops do murder people? Maybe she means only white people. I'm so confused. I know. If you're, imagine, imagine being the, 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 the screaming spirochetes inside her brain. You're confused. And uh, Terry in Saigon says, uh, why can't the incurious rubes understand Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 and 6? Praying in public and proselytization is a sin. Well, the reason they can't understand it is because of that very incuriosity, Terry. They they, They only thump their Bibles. They don't read them. I mean, they got a couple of verses they read, you know, suffer not a witch to live and... um. A man shall not put on the raiment of a woman, and vice versa. Even though we're talking a bunch of, about a bunch of filthy barbarians who all wore dresses back then, ah, go figure. Oh well. Nitwit Nero's still mad at the FBI. Still mad about the Russia investigation. The FBI must apologize for all of its illegal. And sinister actions, and it continues with the Mar-a-Lago raid and box hoax. You know, Merrick, buddy, it would be. I mean, I I realize he's only going to scream more, but if we could just get a couple of indictments out, it just a couple, not a lot. Maybe then a lawyer would be able to say, hey, listen, buddy, you're under indictment. Now's the time for you to shut the fuck up. And, of course, as we reported, what, last week, Cash Patel testified before the grand jury as well as, um, what was it, Mark Short, former chief of staff, to Mike Pencil, Net Geek. Um, and it appears the grand jury work continues. So we'll see. Uh, no, no, he's not going to shut up. But remember that. Uh, remember that guy who was registered in three different states to vote. Well, he's been ordered. Mark Meadows, uh, by the way, ordained minister, prayer meeting Wednesday. You know, uh, he was ordered to testify in uh, Fulton County, Georgia. Now the appeals process, a la Lady G, will commence. Um, Mark Meadows was among the group of maggots who left voicemails 
demanding an investigation into the vote in Fulton County, Georgia. So, uh, we shall see now if he actually is able to... Well, he can't run out the clock in Fulton County. Uh, On MSNBC, uh, Nicole Wallace interviewed some uh, knowledgeable lawyer types about what it means, what he might or might not do. Department's National Security Division. Harry Littman joins us, former U.S. Attorney, former Deputy Assistant Attorney General, as well as the host of the Talking Feds podcast. Harry Littman, I start with you. And this news that Cipollone and Philbin may go farther than they did with what we saw as a public in the January 6th Select Committee's questioning of them. Yeah, farther, really, all the way to the absolute sort of holy grail. This, you know, Cipollone and Philbin repeatedly told Trump what he was planning was unlawful. The obvious question, well, what did he say when you told him that? And the response to date has been, I can't talk because of executive privilege. But that executive privilege claim is dubious, and the holding that Judge Howe already made about vice, the vice president's uh, staff indicates it. Though it might be different for the president, but the argument from the Department of Justice is, first, Biden has waived, and that would normally suffice, but there's one Kavanaugh opinion out there that suggests maybe that's not enough, but two, and this is basically what the George, what the South Carolina court said about Meadows in Georgia, they need the evidence, and this is what happened in the Richard Nixon case. If you need the evidence, executive privilege yields. So they are really close in a sort of pincer movement on two sides to getting the most important evidence that has been withheld to date, namely just what Trump said when he was told things were unlawful or what he said about Pence, everything he said on January 6th. That would be the most vivid testimony of, of intent to date. So, Mary McCord, I asked members of the select committee if after um, Cipollone's deposition, if there was any single question for which he invoked the Fifth Amendment, his Fifth Amendment uh, protection. They said no. So the only things he didn't answer were the things for which he exerted executive privilege. If Harry's saying they go all the way, that sounds like the, the Justice Department will be able to get answers to those two questions we showed. Did Trump do anything to protect the vice president once he knew he was in danger? And did Donald Trump want people to leave the Capitol? Those two things are at the, the, the beating, bleeding heart of the crimes that took place that day. Yeah, and I, you know, I agree with uh, Harry's analysis, basically. You know, the executive privilege, there is uh, some um, case support for a former president being able to still exert, ex- assert executive privilege, but it is not... Uh, absolute. It is always a balancing test, and particularly when it's a criminal investigation. Um, as Harry mentioned, the case of United States versus Nixon is clear that when there is a demonstrably critical need for it in that investigation, the executive privilege much, must yield. And so I think what we see, they're seeing here is the Department of Justice saying, we're not going to just take no for an answer, uh, the way, frankly, that the House Select Committee sort of was left to in their situation. We're going to go ahead and litigate this. And, and that's 
that's what they're doing. They're they're using their ability to go appeal a grand jury matter, you know, to the chief judge of the district court and get a ruling there. And, and even more recent than the Nixon example, Harry, I mean, Don McGahn spent, I think, close to 30 hours answering questions and certainly getting well beyond the veil of attorney-client privilege when he did so for Robert Mueller. Is that a more apt comparison to a top White House lawyer testifying against a president? No, because attorney-client privilege doesn't apply when the attorney works for the United States. That really is off the table. Trump has just once again tried to proffer it in the Mar-a-Lago case with the special master down there, but it is a stone-cold loser. So really, the, his last offense that I think is really imperiled now before Judge Howell is executive privilege. Um, I want to bring Carol in again. Carol, I want to show some of, again, with less investigative tools at their disposal, this is some of what the select committee got from Mr. Cipollone. I assume, Pat, that you would agree the president is, is uh, obligated to abide by the rulings of the courts. Of course. And I assume you also would agree the president has a particular obligation to take care that the laws be faithfully executed. That is one of the president's obligations, correct. My view is that the vice president had, didn't have the legal authority to do anything except what he did. I think I was pretty clear there needed to be an immediate and forceful response statement, public statement, that people need to leave the Capitol now. Did you continue, Cipollone, throughout the period of time up until 417, continue, you and others, to push for a stronger state? Yes. After that, some people were resigning, obviously, over January 6th. We know who they, they were. Uh, did I consider it? Yes. Did I do it? No. Concerned about is if, if people in the council's office left, who would, who would replace me? So, Carol, at, at, right behind and, and really not even veiled at all is this fear of the council's office walking out. You hear it in the text from Sean Hannity to Mark Meadows. If this, then, then that. And the that is that the entire council's office walks out. We know from Donald Trump installing Jeffrey Clark for at least long enough for him to show up as the acting attorney general on White House call logs, which we have seen, that overthrowing the attorneys was central to the coup plot on paper. We know Trump is tied to all of it, the violence. We also know, though, that the coup plot on paper was what Trump was trying to do with Jeffrey Clark. And the entire White House counsel's office walking out was one of the last sort of strained guardrails on our executive branch of the government. How important is the testimony of Pat Cipollone and his deputy, Patrick Philbin? You frame that just right, and it makes me think so much about some of the interviews that we did in 2020, in which we learned that, uh, forgive me, in early 2021, where we learned that, you know, Mitch McConnell was worried that Pat Cipollone was going to resign, and then where would they be without at least, as you say, that strained guardrail? Where where would the country be headed? Even after uh, the insurrection was not successful in, you know, changing the results of a presidential election, still McConnell himself was calling uh, to worry about this fact. Um, I agree that that moment is one of the most important, both before the insurrection and after it. 
you know, to hear them say it, it's uh, pretty cut and dried, isn't it? And maybe that's the problem with 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 media-based experts. I mean, obviously, these people have genuine expertise. But, you know, they're not... Maybe, it, maybe it's because they're assuming a system that works like they used to understand it worked. I don't think we live in that world anymore. You know, Fannie Wills in, in Fulton County will have to decide whether she wants to offer some kind of immunity to Mark Meadows in exchange for his testimony because she has the power to present charges to the grand jury uh, in regard to the things like potential conspiracy. And where are we on that? If she can prove Because there's something in me, I don't know about you, but there's something in me that really wants to see that good God-fearing man, Mark Meadows, who, by the way, blew not racist dog whistles, but racist the bullhorns when he was running for Congress. I, I, I know there's going to be some sausage making going on, but I really want to see a lot of people go to prison. And I'm not talking about just assholes and schmucks from the uh, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and the Free Percenters and the lot. No, they need to go too. But I want to see really, really long, like, rest of their natural lives prison sentences for the Mark Meadowses of the world. Pat Cipollone is apparently sharp enough that he can uh, say the right words to keep himself out of the stir. But Lady G and, 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 and Mark Meadows, Mr. Meth Pillow, Nitwit Nero, all the freaks need to go. And, he's, and, and, and Julius Geezer is trying to brazen his way. The FBI owes me an apology. Fuck you. Sorry, that wasn't very nice of me. So just a reminder, we've got a $25 matching challenge on the table. That would get us down to 850 bucks to go. It would be great if we could do that. Uh, but in the meantime, let's run over and uh, check in with Scott. Hey, Scott, how, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, um, uh, pretty well. How's your week been? Not bad. I hated missing the show yesterday, but it couldn't be avoided. Well, I would have called yesterday. You would not have gotten me. Well, I know. Let me put my gum in my gum holder. Impolite chew on the show. And if you didn't bring enough for everybody, put it away. Anyway. Well, I, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. It's been a while since I've called, and I consulted my calendar. The last time I called, Liz Truss was still British Prime Minister. That's how long it's been. <laughs> Wait a minute. That, that girl pulled a Scaramucci, if anybody did. And the head of lettuce, did you hear about that? No, the head of lettuce. No, uh, in fact, um, uh, <laughs> Anthony Scaramucci said she was she was prime minister for 4.1 Scaramucci's. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I couldn't remember the, uh, the number that he uh, uh, quoted, but god damn. 
and and Boris uh, Bobby Pickett Monster Mash uh, Johnson is bowed out. He's, he doesn't want to do it anymore. He didn't like the hair consultant. See, they figured he'd do a better job if he had a decent haircut. He he got uh, what's his name? Bill Gates' old uh, stylist. Apparently so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I mean, you're the richest. At one time, Bill Gates was the richest fucker in America. And if you can't get a stylist who can do something with that mop, other than what that whoever it was did, then I'm not going to buy your product. Anyway, I <laughs> Scaramucci. That's uh, what's the fraction again? The decimal. Four point one. Four point one Scaramucci's for Liz Truss. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. I'm, I, I just. One hardly knows how to. Oh, and the new prime minister, I know how you like trick names. The new prime minister is Itchy Sumac. How's that work? Stop it. <laughs> See, the longer you keep me on hold, the, the more time I have to write down my ad libs. You'd think I would have learned by now. And but no, I, you, you mentioned Rishi Sunak. <laughs> um, Itchy Sumac. He. Uh, <laughs> He, of course, is the first person of color ever to occupy the Prime Minister's you know, 10 Downing Street. Yeah. But, and, and, and he's the first Hindu ever to hold the office. But the most important thing is he's not the first fabulously wealthy man to occupy. And that's what the real metric is here. Now, is the wealth from his wife, or both of them? Or oh no! It, it, well, he 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 married up. Um, yeah, he, sounds like it. But but you know he was educated at Stanford and Oxford. So Stanford it's not it's not good. like it's not like he grew up eating rice and beans. Oh hell no! And he's worth some seven hundred million pounds which would make him a billionaire in American dollars, American money. Oh, yeah, easily. A multi-billionaire in Canadian dollars. Sorry. How's that work out in Monopoly money? Um, well, he just owns... But but he owns vast tracts of real estate all over the U.K. Has, this guy may actually... Get this, okay? This guy may actually be wealthier individually than King Chuck. Yeah, I think I did hear that. But has the world not learned the lesson that our hard won, hard learned lesson here in America? You don't want a real estate person in charge of things. I mean, if the last four years, six years, whatever, four years of the past six are any indication, you don't want some real estate clown you know, calling the shots. You know? So what is. What I don't think there's that much of a one-to-one -one analog to be dis between Rishi Sunak and Nitwit Nero. This guy's well, no, smart. He actually, he actually does have real estate and has been successful in that field. And he's a real billionaire. Yeah, yeah, not like not just he's... a guy who's deeply in hock to some fen uh, some fence from Minsk. I saw a picture of a stack of money that Donald Trump supposedly had. This is way back during the sixteen campaign, and I'm looking at it. You know, banded piles of it, and I'm trying to. You, you used to play the game of life when you were a child. 
Which president was Art Linkletter? I mean, anyway. No, he was just Art Linkletter. My favorite president on the money was uh, in the game of life was G.I. Love Money. G.I. Love Money. <laughs> I like it. I like it. In the next field, that's who I want to come back as. I hated those little pegs. Yeah, you remember you? Now let's go back, boys and girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little cards. You start off with one, you get married, and then you start adding little baby pegs. Oh, but there are pink uh, pegs and, and blue pegs. And I, you know, I never liked that. That just troubled me for some reason. People are people. Pegs are pegs. We see you, Scott. You're valid. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But anyway, oh, and talking about uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene scampering off, there must be a lot of that going around in the Republican Party. The other night I'm watching the Showtime uh, program, The Circus, you know, with John Heilman and a cast right. of uh, a half dozen. And Heilman and uh, one of the other reporters was at an event that uh, Ted Cruz was speaking at on behalf of some you know, uh, Republican halfwit running for something somewhere. And they tried to question him, and he scampered off. I mean, I think he broke Marjorie's land speed record, getting the hell out of there when they were posing actual questions. No softball, thank you very much. It's, it's just, I will be so glad when, when, when the election is over. I... I I don't know how much TV you watch where you find political ads, but I, I can't take it anymore. And especially out here with all the damn propositions. You got people that want gambling to do this. You got people that want gambling to do that. It's just, I, yeah, my head hurts. I'm afraid to open my ballot. You know, it's like the fucking Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, when you unfurl the thing out here where the California and the midterm elections are always a big ballot because of all those uh, propositions. I just, I will just be very happy when we figure out who's going to be where starting when and can move on from, from that point. I don't like suspense. Although the debates have been highly entertaining, I, I still... Depending on your definition of entertainment... Well, I still haven't uh, stopped laughing from the uh, Warnock-Herschel uh, uh, debate. That poor man. I'd... That poor man may be the senator from Georgia. Yeah, but I mean, I, don't, I hope to God not. I hope to God not. And hopefully Georgia voters have got their act together on our side, and we can keep that from happening. Good God, I can, can you imagine him standing at the little podium with the microphone? No, I can't. And in the almost 20 years that I've been back in radio, we've dealt with some stupid shit, okay? I mean, we had a president for eight years who asked if humans and fish can live together in peace, okay? Yeah, remember that. I don't know if I can handle a clip a day from Herschel. But then again, nobody's going to want to hear Herschel speak when he goes to oh, the no. Senate. Oh, no. Once he's in, 
they'll muzzle him. Uh, they'll, you remember a federal judge in Chicago, Julius Hoffman? Who yeah, yeah. They'll muzzle him quicker than they muzzled Bobby Seale in the Chicago 8 trial. Yeah, they just want him in. They don't, they don't want to hear a peep out of him, if at all possible. And that should tell, tell folks something about the, 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 the tactics and the, the, the utter bankruptcy of any values or decency uh, currently under the jurisdiction of the Republican Party in today's world. We don't do that. You know, I mean, we don't run people that are like irretrievably stupid. Like, how do you, what German technology company do you have to buy the equipment from <laughs> to, to to measure the level? What of German equipment? <laughs> well, they're the most precise. I mean, are you the, sure? <laughs> they're not German. Hey, if, if, wait. You know, if if this was a well-funded radio program, do you think I wouldn't have a Telefunken U forty-seven? Oh God! You'd have that. You'd have the what is it? The Comrex? What is that phone? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, we had one of those, but those are made in Massachusetts. On German technology, probably. But yeah, I mean, what sort of uh, 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 micrometer or, or, or electronic equipment do you need to measure that degree of just? I mean, he must have been a like a turkey, a Thanksgiving turkey up running around the barnyard in a previous life because turkeys are, as I understand it, are so slow on the uptake that when they hit, when it rains, they look up to see what hit them. And they often drown. Yeah. I mean, you need to get a turkey sound effect just in case, but I hope to God he's not, uh, he's not. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. And from whence perhaps we get from whence perhaps we get the the saying ain't got sense enough to come in out of the rain. Probably, probably. And where was that call-in program that Marjorie scampered off uh, quickly? Oh, that's a little delight that takes place in North Georgia. Oh man, I want. If you could get that. that, you would watch it every night. Oh, I'm sure I would. As a matter of fact, I think that's the one that Asa sent. He sent me a couple of weeks ago a link, and he said, you've got to watch this. Maybe that's what it was. I'm very slow when it comes to clicking of the links. But I, I just enjoy watching just dumb, dumb, dumber than dirt. Love it. Love it. Don't let them anywhere near a ballot. It's almost, better, it's almost better than the swap meet. Like Tradio? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no guns, no cars, no pets is how we used to do it back in Kansas City once upon a time. I never did a radio show, but yeah. Who, who was the guy? JP? I, I don't know, but I did do some quick research. I have the answer on the Game of Life money if you want that. Oh, yes, please, by all means. Um, it has since been modified, but the 1960 revival of the game, which is what you remember and what I remember, Oh, with the spinning of yeah, uh, but it yeah. was it was actually Milton Bradley's first game. No dice to swallow, just spin the wheel. No, it was Milton Bradley. It, uh, he developed it in eighteen sixty. Oh yeah, it was it was uh, quite a different game then. The it, Curious I mean, Game it, of Life. Didn't it have religious overtones? Oh, I think so. Yes, naturally. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, 
Arthur Linkletter Esquire is on the $100,000 bill. Yeah. Uh, you want to fuck up an ATM, put one in it. Milton Bradley is on the $50,000 bill. Oh, wow. G.I. Love Money is on the $20,000 bill. Hesperia Mint is on the $10,000. Hesperia Mint? Hesperia Mint. Uh, she's the only woman on the currency. At least they had a woman on the currency. Yeah, more than we got. Um, Ransom A. Treasure is on the 5000 Ransom A. Treasure. Basil O. Cash is on the $1,000, and Cyrus Bonanza is on the 500 Cyrus Bonanza. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Ransom A. Treasure, Hesperia Mint. The thing that I liked about life, now you got me thinking back to my wayward youth, was the fact that the board was more, more tactile. The, like there was a bridge that would take you to somewhere and it was an actual bridge. It wasn't just printed on the board, at least on the version that I used to play. Or am I misremembering? I don't know. No, you're not. It, it, no, it, it, it had um, dimensions. It was three-dimensional. I have something that I got when I went over to Mary Old England uh, in 85. I have a British Monopoly set. Oh, my. And, you know, the British equivalent of Boardwalk and Park Place are Mayfair and what's the other ritzy uh, neighborhood in London? It's all based on London. As I don't know, Kensington? Oh, man, I can't remember. I used to know a lot of those properties. Because Rishi Sunak has a, has a mansion in Kensington. Oh, Kensington. We have a neighborhood here called Kensington, but I'll bet you the homes aren't quite as pricey and heavily fortified. As oh, I don't know. San Diego can do the real estate market. One never knows. We have a normal heights. And actually, normal heights is right next to Kensington. We need to get you up. Are there any heights named Abbey? Abbey Heights? Abby normal. Now Abby, which which denomination bill is Abby normal on? And wasn't the uh, Abby's at the poor farm? Oh, the was the poor farm or the poor house? Poor farm. Poor farm. You know, and I don't know if they've redesigned the game for the modern world, but. There used to be poor houses and debtors' yes. prisons yes. And, and, and that stuff. And that's another reason not to vote for Republicans. I mean, God knows the list grows by the minute. They, their intention is to make us all go to the poor farm. You know, dining on a, a diet consisting mainly of you know, campaign leaflets and, and dead mice. Church mice, actually. <laughs> campaign. Oh, God. You're, you, you know, your your capacity for <laughs> descriptors 
Uh, well, oh, I got to tell you, though, uh, this is a visual moment. Um, we're over halfway through the program, and I just got a, I, I got a photograph uh, from Matt in San Francisco. The subject line is puppy ball. I'm not sure what? Puppy ball. Puppy ball. Puppy ball. And it's five beautiful little Yorkie pups. All just kind of rolled rolled in a little 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 fraternal ball. Snuggling and cuddling and oh it's so sweet I can hardly stand it. There's your happy fun ball right there. You, you know, Matt, the next photo, you need to put a dime next to them for scale because I can't admit they've got to be good because they're little Yorkie puppies and they've got to be tiny. Little baby, baby puppies. Itsy well, bitsy. Little teeny weeny balls of fur all smashed together in a nice way. I don't mean that. No, they're just way. snuggled up and cute as can be, and I think I'm going to melt. Yeah, that's that's what I You know, the world would be better if we each had a puppy. Well, you know what Charles Schultz said. Happiness is a warm puppy. Indeed. Except I'm more of a cat person. But yeah, Charles Schultz was right. So what are we gonna do between now and and, and, and November eighth, I think is election day? And what are we gonna do? do you have any read on just how this is going to play out? All I can say is vote, 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 vote. If the perfect storm of issues that Democrats have to run on, I don't, I mean, I had a note from Lady B talking about uh, some of this. I'd like to hear her take if you've got it handy. Well, I'm looking for it. Okay. Because, see, I... This is why I don't like this this stage of the election cycle, because you know they crank it up at the for-profit media, and they all pontificate, and the punditry is flying fast and furious. And I get to the point where, remembering 2016 especially, where the horse race factor comes in, because once upon a time, earlier this year, it looked like in the early, early polling, the Democrats had a hell of an advantage, especially after Roe v. Wade decision by our friends in the robes. I don't mean the robes with the pointy hats and the and they got a set that you get for your horse back in the olden days. I'm talking about our Supreme Court justices, so-called. Uh, you know, we thought we were going to be, you know, cakewalk city. But as we grow closer, the fucking pundits, and then I want to say, well, why should I be listening to you people? The polling is all over the place. I don't know. Maybe maybe great minds think. Well, maybe pundits. maybe it would be better if we didn't have all the polling because it just drives it drives the for profit media into these paroxysms of horse race coverage, which is the last thing anybody needs. Well, they've even given Steve Kornacki a show on Friday nights in the uh, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell spot where he's got his magic map and his khakis, and he's just going to town. And it's like, oh, my God, my head. Someone pour me a drink. But anyway, I... Well, so I had this note from Lady B. And, and you know, I apologize. It's it's kind of wild uh, when I see this happen. This is just a, you know, an observational kind of... 
but I couldn't make it to air yesterday because, again, I was on my way back from taking my daughter to the doctor all day long. And Did she get a lollipop? Yeah, but no, they're not doing that anymore, sadly. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Damn it. I always opted for the orange or the lemon myself. Oh, yeah. The cherry had a medicinal quality, and coming from a doctor's office, I wasn't sure I trusted them. I always <laughs> loved the ones that had the little the little loop, not a stick, loop. but remember the loop? Yeah, the, the charm pops. No, that was... Those, no, it had, had like the little... The, instead of a stick, it was a loop, but anyway... I like the grape lollipops myself. Oh, I, well, and, and charms. And, and by the way, ran across some lo- things we talk about. It sure does. Uh, I was at the Dollar General in actually, I think, um, Spring Hill, Tennessee, maybe Columbia. On my way home a couple of trips back, and I found uh, Starburst lollipops. Really? In that wonderful orange and that wonderful lemon and that wonderful strawberry. In lollipop form, not the yes, square. Yes, lollipop form. And huh. and it was hard and not chewy like a Starburst. And I spent many happy hours with the miles rolling beneath my wheels just enjoying the hell out of that just thing. Chawing away. <laughs> just Well, probably just without the sound effects. But, but anyway, they're very good. Um uh, but it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, so Brother Deacon Asa fired up a rerun, and it must have been a great show because I got lots of responses on it. People were writing in, and it was great. And uh, along the way, I wait, this is a rerun? Yeah, this is a rerun. Oh. Well, I was like two minutes late tuning in, and I was here for the first hour. Not even realizing it was a rerun. I had to uh, drop a line to Asa to find out. And I figure, you know, a rerun's better than dead air. But it did it did engender uh, a lot of responses. One of which was from uh, Lady B, who said, uh, "Sorry, I wrote so many emails yesterday. I had no idea you were in repeats Tuesday, but I did want to put pen to paper about a few things." Never apologize for writing, Lady B. I read it all. I love it all. But she says this. I know Biden is not responsible for high gas prices or inflation, but if we can't get inflation under control, we Dems will lose. I'm one of many struggling right now, I know, but it's fucking insane how much prices have gone up. I take probiotics for my stomach. My last order on August 17th for 60 tablets cost me $9. I went to order some more tonight, and it was $19. I can't afford that, and unfortunately, all the probiotics on Amazon are similar pricing or higher. It's bullshit, and it needs to stop. Why can't we stop this? Why are we hostages to the rich and hateful? And that's what's so important about the the, um, uh, the, the clip I had from Katie Porter last week where she brought her chart, and she had an expert witness who minced no words in saying that this inflation we're going through right now is not like inflation we've had in the past. This is inflation by choice. This is the corporate world deciding that people have too much money in their pockets and they're turning people upside down and, and you know, shaking, shaking the silver out. Silver. Ha! But the, you get the idea. Yeah, it's the poor farm approach well i mean you reminded me of that when you brought up the game of life um 
But, you know, this brings up the myth of the free market. It's not a free market if someone is manipulating it. No. 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 And and it is being manipulated. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, Randy Radar with a note for Lady B. Uh, Lady B, uh, sour, if you do sauerkraut, oh my God, let's not get back into the potato, potato salad thing. I'm still reeling from that one. Uh, but um, Randy Radar is correct. Sauerkraut is probiotic uh, if you get the sauerkraut with living cultures in it, the stuff that yeah. has to be refrigerated. And it's, oh, it's so good. Because it's probiotic, it's a little fizzy. Same with kimchi. Kimchi is my, probiotic. Uh, my first father-in-law was a huge fan. You know those little cans of kraut juice? They come in a pack of... God, yes. He used to do a, a little can of that every day. He was crazier than, than mad as a March hare. I mean, certifiably and, and doctor uh, uh, diagnosed. That shit, bing bong. But, man, he knew about keeping his innards working as they should. So wherever Carl My mother had an ice-cold can of that kraut juice waiting for me when I got home from football practice every day in ninth grade. Who made that? I can't remember the brand name. Frank's? Bush. Was it? No, Bush's beer. No, 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 not B-U-S-C-H. B-U-S-H. Bush's Bush's sauerkraut. Really? Yeah. I thought they just did beans. No. That's the different bushes. There's lots of bushes. Well, yes. And not nearly enough time. Shut up. All right. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. But uh, <laughs> Lady B adds, inflation is bad. It's sad, too, because big companies don't have to do this. We have plenty of what we need. They just want to charge us more to get it. They're creating artificial shortages just because they can. They're fucking with us during a pandemic, a world in crisis, and severe climate change. It's only going to get worse. And we're being made to feel there isn't shit we can do about it. This started as a rant about my probiotics, but everything is just so fucked up right now. Thanks to COVID shortages, I got a raise and now make a little over 1200 a month after taxes. Colorado DHS says I make too much money to continue getting food stamps. I pay fucking taxes and I always have, yet they count the gross, not the net. Yeah. That's how fucked up our social safety net is. And all this shit's so unnecessary. I understand our democracy really is at stake. But it's really hard to think of the big picture when you can't fucking afford your medicine or food to eat. Darling, we need a revolution. Will it ever happen? Can it ever happen? Because if this is capitalism, a lot of us simply will not survive this. Vote Democratic. Save this country before it's too late. And the the, the, the problem, and, and I'm not critiquing here, she says, will a revolution ever happen? Yes, it is. Yes, it will. And you don't want what's coming. No. There's not going to be a peaceful, progressive revolution of people in the streets demanding clean drinking water. It's going to be bloody, and it's going to be ugly. It's like something uh, Stephen New York pointed out to me. Uh, we were communicating recently, and he said, uh, I just heard a person relay this story on the majority report person has three conservative co-workers. Two of them said to cure the homeless problem, the, the, the cure to the homeless problem is to flood the streets with fentanyl. Jesus. 
and I realize that's that's a one-off, but people don't hold those opinions without having heard them elsewhere. That's one of the problems in our culture today is the right wing is very good at getting other getting people to repeat their hate. Well, and and Lady V mentioned that with the talk about inflation, it seems like every Republican candidate talks about two main things, maybe three, inflation and cost of living and crime. Now, I know that, that, that every place can't be as fortunate as the place where I live in this part of San Diego, but in the time that I've been here and even the neighborhood before that, Golden Hill, uh, there was very seldom, uh, you know, crime, I mean, to the point where you didn't want to leave your house, okay? And I know not everybody has that, but aren't the crime statistics nationally, aren't they down? The last yes. couple of uh, cycles, they've been down. Except for D.C., where we elect many of the criminals, you know, and those that don't get elected go pay a visit to the elected people. Did January 6th affect the crime statistics for D.C.? Do they count that? Because that would skew the fuck out of uh, the crime rate if they did. There's got to be a, a, a way to put that as a footnote or something. I thought about that when it was happening. But... You know, that's a damn fine question. What did January 6th do to the crime stats in the United States? Because it was, well, because it was in the city, you know, the District of Columbia. And it doesn't matter that it's on federal property. All of that within the confines of that triangle, or what used to be a triangle, you know, is considered the District of Columbia. And they do statistics for that jurisdiction. And I wondered about that because, by God, all hell broke loose. I mean, it wasn't a picnic, friends. I've been to picnics. I've been to demonstrations. And a lot of the demonstrations that I've been to over the years, as recently as the Iraq uh, invasion, there wasn't any pe any people bleeding or dying. Well, you, you showed up, you spoke your piece, you let, you let your voice be heard, and then you went out for a beer or something. But this is not, this, what we witnessed is not that. I mean, picnics involve ants. No, no. And, and checkered tablecloths and frisbee after you've had your fried chicken dinner or whatever it is. I just, it's just, and people, I, I know that they are aware of it, and a lot of people want to forget it, but we do so at our own peril because... Have you said this? If you said it once, you said it a dozen or more times. This was a warm-up. This was a prelude. This was a. This was a. It, it was. It was a, a a foreshadowing of worse stuff to come if these babies. And I don't mean to insult infants, but if these fucking political babies don't get their way. They'll be hell to be paid. Yeah, they'll 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 tear the whole damn country down and 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 cut off their noses to spite their faces. But besides crime and inflation, what's the other big talking point that they use? Gas prices. Gas prices. Thank you, thank you. 
And how much have they dropped in the last six or eight weeks? Well, it's not how much they've dropped. It's how much they're going to go back up. Well, I know that. But then again, you've got the, the same thing. It's a different pew in the corporate church. But the oil industry, the gas and oil industry and natural gas, who puts that in there as well, they're in a different pew, but it's the same fucking church and they're singing from the same songbook. And it's to the poor form for the rest of us. And I just, I just, I it just, it troubles me. It just troubles me. And I know that things are going to more be more good than bad in this election cycle. But I just have to concern myself with the fact that the in those red when those red candidates lose, we know what their game plan is. Their supporters. And they're going to talk about recounts, and they're going to talk about taking it to the streets, and they're going to, again, invoking the January 6th thing. Well, you've actually segued into a, uh, uh, an interest. well, not well, interesting, well, whatever. But you remember, for years and years and years, the uh, fetus fetishists hammered away at the federal government. And then they said, wait a minute, state legislatures are a lot cheaper to bribe, I mean, buy. Yeah. And so they took their focus away from the federal government and started taking over various and sundry uh, legislatures. Well, that's the Bannon approach. Well, okay. Well, it worked there. So now, well... uh, The U.S. Conference of Mayors had an event this week in which they, 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 they issued a warning that decentralized election interference efforts targeting local voters, candidates, and election workers are underway. Mary McCord, executive director of the Institute for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection and a former Justice Department prosecutor, said... We've seen them dismantle some of their nationwide organizations. So the Proud Boys dismantled nationally in favor of state chapters. The three percenters did the same. And it's become more pronounced after January the 6th of 2021. And said, we're seeing similar types of threats today as in the 2020 elections. But now the attacks are coming from a very ground-up localized effort. Ground hyphen up, not ground up like Camper. Yeah. Get well, the, like, the, the some of these statistics. You know, I, I don't want to say shocking. Um, well, predictable is, is the well word. predictable, but horrifying. Yeah. In fifty out of sixty-seven counties in Pennsylvania, and of course, we started the evening talking about the desperate uh, urgency of electing John Fetterman and Josh Shapiro in that state. Oh, God, yes. Fetterman to Senate, Shapiro as governor. So this is the lay of the land where we're hoping that happens. In 50 out of 67 Pennsylvania counties, uh, heads of local elections have bailed out and quit because they've been threatened, they've been harassed, they've been intimidated. There have been threats, harassment, and intimidation directed at their families. Uh, Mary McCord pointed out a GOP candidate in Idaho had an effigy hung in his yard 
A Democratic candidate in eastern Washington was shot with a BB gun while putting up signs. And so what these, you know, the term used in this Axios article is extremist. Uh, I would say fascists. More on that in a minute. Um, they've decided they're going to take over the local uh, county mechanism and then move toward taking over the state electoral uh, me- uh, mechanics. Mechanism. Mechanism, yeah. thank you. Well, and I don't know if, if this was included in that report, the mayor's report, but there are places today, tonight, in, in this country where there are people who are armed who are surveilling drop-off ballot boxes, you know, where you can drop off. Yeah, that boxes. is part of it. And Okay. Yeah, well, and uh, uh, McCord pointed out a proud boy who worked at the polls in Miami in an August primary exhorted group members to do the same during the midterms and said, we need to be at every polling station this November and have eyes and truth-telling patriots monitoring on the ground. Some of the responses were, it's time for mortal combat. And, of course, that mentions the the, the, the gunned-up maniacs sitting there watching drop boxes and trying to keep people from, you know, voting. This is not normal. There's the constitutional sheriff's movement yeah. that thinks that they can override elections just by exercising their sheriffing power. Have you ever worked the polls, a, a poll worker on election day? No, I've never been a poll worker. I was that for several elections when I lived in Kansas City back in the 80s. You couldn't pay me enough to do it in today's world. Of course, now we have mail. I mean, we have, I think it's all mail-in now in California, but as of the last election, you could still walk in and vote. But you, if, if that job existed here, I, you could not pay me enough to do it. With the, with the mad people out there, I mean, mad as in angry and mad as in... Ooh. Right, but when those, when those, low le- when those lower-level uh, functions cease to work... Well, if if the, if the if the foundation of a pyramid collapses, the capstone comes down too. And and how many candidates are there in some of these states with people running for the secretary of state in that jurisdiction in that state, and who controls the 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 uh, the, uh, the the certification and sending it to the uh, governor to sign? In, uh, in these states? Isn't it the Secretary of State? You don't want people like that in charge of something that is, you know, it's like it's a, a, a vital resource. If our, if our electoral system becomes infected by people with this mindset, then there goes the democracy ball game. I mean, we are closer to that's the whole thing, Scott. We are closer to losing it all than most people know. And it's it's maddening. I mean, and I, remember, I mean, it, it, here's here's the thing. I mean, this yeah. is something I'm actually thinking about. We're about to begin early voting here in West Virginia, 
and I've thought about going in early voting. But I've got a Republican Secretary of State. And if I early vote, I don't... I hate to say this, okay? I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm contributing to the problem. But well, and given who and what I am, I don't know if my vote's going to count. Well, and another layer of I don't know how. I mean, I ran for office, and I ran very publicly as the first trans woman ever to seek pub, uh, seek a house in the uh, seek a seat in the state house of delegates. I may be on some GOP fucking challenge list. Well, yeah, there's always that possibility. But but do you remember in 2016 when the the direct toll free number to the FBI and I think the national uh, group that covers election security, people were encouraged to take those numbers with you. And if someone challenges you, not a poll worker necessarily, but someone, a quote, poll watcher challenges you, call this back up and, and call one of these numbers, either the FBI or whatever that agency is. Well, now it's a crapshoot that wherever you are, that your call to the FBI is going to be handled in a in a, a, a in a democratic manner, a democratic with a small d. Now that's scary. When your fucking law enforcement agency, your national, you know, federal federal bureau of investigation, becomes dicey. Again, another underpinning. Another plank gets taken out of the deck of the ship of state. I mean, it's. I would never have imagined that things would have devolved to this point. I mean, yeah, I was for a long time known as the relentless optimist, and 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 growing yeah, up. Yeah, we disabused ago, you of that, didn't we? Only took a few years. years. Well, forty, fifty years ago, looking ahead about how wonder, you know, and I knew it wasn't going to be the Jetsons when I reached this age, but I hoped, I thought that it might be with a little luck and hard work combined that things would be more stable than they currently are. This is, I've had bad acid trips that are more surreal than what the world. That I've are less surreal, before. actually. Yeah. Yeah. They're less surreal. Well, it's the acid talking. Don't mind me. You know, this is like something out of fucking, uh, what, what was Hunter Thompson's book about fear and loathing? This, this yeah. Waiting for, yeah. And waiting for the bats. Yeah, the fucking bats and riding down in the convertible and sucking ether. I mean, Jesus. I now I'm scared myself. Now I won't want to go to bed uh, without the nightlight. And like, well, it's it's interesting what you bring up because, of course, you know my filthy morning habit got a little bit uh, contentious today. How do you stand watching that day after day? Well, what do you want me to watch? Washington Journal. You know, no. you you and Todd and Steve are covering that corner. <laughs> Well, not so much me lately. I, I, even they get a little too crazy for me. But yeah, go ahead. You were watching it this morning, and they, they and contentious. Yeah. Well, they had a uh, a discussion between an author named Shadi Hamid and MSNBC's host Mehdi Hassan, and the general topic was the future of American democracy because. It, be, because uh, Shadi Hamid was getting what I perceive, and I don't disagree. In this instance, I'm not particularly in disagreement with uh, Joe Scar. 
because uh, Shadi Hamid was getting a little kumbaya about where we are. And, of course, was flogging a book. Uh, uh, the Problem of Democracy. Shadi Hamid is a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution, so that tells you, you know, yeah. knows which fork to use with the shrimp. But this is, it's, it's worth running this audio just to hear where, uh, where, where Joe, yeah, the, the poor fella has been evolving. That's what, it, he's actually evolved. And now he's the one running around using the word fascist. And it's great to see, yeah, it's great to see him finally catching up. Two thoughts at once. Yes, Republicans believe in terrible things about the election. I get it. Why can't we look inward and consider our own side and our own faults? Because that's what we should should do in a democracy. And um, and see, that's I would have broken in there. Wait. They're doing the awful thing, so we need to ask ourselves what's awful about us. Yeah, see that doesn't uh, that doesn't fly. I mean, this is the part where John Belushi comes and grabs the guitar and smashes it into the wall, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Lib- okay, the the Mueller, uh, the Mueller investigation. I think there's an argument to be made that it did try to delegitimize uh, Trump, and 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 that's how conservatives perceived it. They saw that there was an attack. And poor Mehdi Hassan is just sitting there blinking. He's like, like he's blinking SOS because he's on the Maya Guez or something. <laughs> like a hostage sitting at the table at the press conference. Jesus. I wish I'd and just these that. little tiny shakes of his head going, oh, no. The Mueller investigation sought to – there's an argument to be made that the Mueller investigation sought to delegitimize Trump? What the earnest fuck? <laughs> I mean, well, did, you, did Joe or Mika pipe up? And, and- well, you got it. I mean, this is a long clip, so be patient. All right, all right. It may take the rest of the program because we may have to stop and put our foot in a bucket and sing or something. On their right to vote for Donald Trump. And look, yes, Hillary won the popular vote, but we run our elections, whether we like it or not, based on the Electoral College. Yeah. And so, can I jump in? No uh, previous. Guys, hold on one second. Let, let, let me jump in just for one second here. I've I, I just got to say, we'll debate the Mueller report. Uh, uh, later days. But as I say to my Republican friends, if you think there's such thing as a Russian hoax, read the Mueller report and then read Marco Rubio's Intel Committee uh, uh, report from the United States Senate that said Donald Trump's 2016 campaign actually caused uh, a a serious counterintelligence threat to the United States. I just so I I understand. I really do, Shadi. I understand what you're doing and I understand what you're doing because my wife tells me I do it too much. Trying to find common ground, trying to figure out how to stitch this uh, this fab- the fabric of our country back together again. I just got to say, though, I, I, and I, I want to ask you to do what uh, Maddie's been asking you to do in the debate yes, uh, yesterday and today. And that is this. Um, let's separate the voters. Let's separate the voters of Donald Trump. Let's separate the Republican Party. I just want to focus on Donald Trump as the leader of this movement. And let's look at some of the things that he's done. 
And then we get back to the fascist question. We can talk about the rallies. In the rallies, Donald Trump uh, saying, um, beat up uh, protesters, uh, I, you know, get them carried out in a stretcher. I will pay uh, for your legal bills if you do that. Praising a member of Congress for beating up a member of the press simply because uh, the member of the press asked him a question about health care reform. Uh, all of this violent imagery that Trump, again, has, has celebrated. Um, Having rallies uh, where he's telling uh, people of color who happen to be members of Congress to go back to where they came from, um, this ultra-nationalist uh, uh, worldview. Um, and then, of course, January the 6th, uh, summoning people to Washington, D.C., giving a speech, pushing them up toward the Capitol while they were rioting, sending out texts, attacking Mike Pence, knowing that Pence was on the run with his family. This is, I guess my question is, if this doesn't fit the description of fascism, what does? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, well, Joe, many of the things that you mentioned are, are bad authoritarian, anti-immigrant, anti-minority rights, but um, those things aren't necessarily anti-democratic. The insurrection was, and other things that Trump has done made... Holy hell! There's, there's no but, and then whatever he said afterwards. It's, it's what Joe said, period. I mean, yeah, and, and, and he's right. If that's not fascism, what is? This, th this, this poor dude apparently thinks that you have to march down Pennsylvania Avenue with legions of Hugo Boss uniform-wearing, goose-stepping the, the Waffen-SS before it's fascism. And that's how we got here. We didn't use the word soon enough. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm not reading his fucking book. He can flog it all he wants. But if, if that's his take, on, if that's his take on the reality of where we currently are, imagine in the mall the sign when you walk in the door. You are here. You are here. We're here. We've been here a while. And, you know, it, 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 I mean, if you it, I mean, that's that's basic reality check right there. If you don't, if you're not standing there looking at that lighted map with all the colors of the squares on it and the arrow saying you are here, if you don't know where the fuck you are by now, then you can write a multi, you can do a fucking Robert Caro multi-volume story of, of, of what you think is going on. And I'm, for one, I'm not going to buy that shit. Well, I just got a note from Tracy um, in regard to... Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Shadi Hamid saying, what the entire fuck is this goober talking about? Oh, there you go. And by the way, uh, Tracy's been monitoring ads that she's getting on TuneIn. Uh, I need a check. I mean, we can't, we can't even seem to match uh, Ralph's little $25 challenge this evening. Thank you, Ralph's. Uh, but meanwhile... Uh, there's been an ad for BoatSetter.com. Like a babysitter for your boat? I guess. I don't know. Um, and then there was an ad for BetOnline.com. Then there was an ad for Vistaprint. And these are all unpaid product placements, by the way, 
on my part. I'm sure TuneIn's getting paid. Uh, I had a question, though, and I'm glad Tracy reminded me about Liz Truss. What is she going to do with that box of 5,000 freshly embossed of uh, business cards? She's not going to be able to use them. Anyway, I... I don't know. I, I I don't know what to do at this point, Robin. I truly, honest to God, don't know what to do other than to vote and keep everything crossable crossed. Well, and, you know, you, you, you do more. I mean, you're going to vote. Uh, but even your participation in this program, Scott, not to inflate the value of what we do here, but by simply participating and calling out the bullshit, somebody has to do it, and you can't count on I mean. Bless Mehdi Hassan's heart, but he was letting this dude walk all over him with his kumbaya bullshit. And at least Joe jumped in. I mean, we got more clip here. Let's let's okay, see what I'm happens. Sorry, I, That's okay. Don't don't apologize. He doesn't believe in respecting democratic outcomes. There's no doubt about it. But all the other list of bad things, that's those are things that a lot of Republicans, just normal, uh, you know, normal conservative Republicans believe on anti-immigration policy or, you know, Muslims and, and people of color and so forth. So I just think we have to separate and say that um, it is people. I'm going to let you finish. I forgot the Muslim registry, which when he did it in December of 2015, I said, my God, this is right out of Germany in 1933. Is it not? Yeah, well, you know, as a Muslim, I was very frightened by that. And I think that that, you know, that that was a that was a scary thing. Luckily, he didn't follow through on that. But ultimately, voters have the right to vote for someone who has crazy ideas like the Muslim ban. Um, that those are illiberal. Those are things that go against Shut individual rights and freedoms. A, not, a, wait, okay. Can I jump in? There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of straw men here. Nobody's saying they don't have the right to vote for crazy ideas. Nobody's saying that all Trump voters are fascists. You use the word authoritarian. I'm fine with authoritarian. I mean, we're now into pedantry here. I would argue many Trump voters would be very upset being called authoritarian, but you're calling Trump authoritarian. So let's agree. He is something that is not normal. He's a threat to democracy. He's not just anti-immigration, Charlie. He wanted to build a moat, put alligators in it, and shoot immigrants in the legs. If that is not yes. fascism, I don't know what is. Okay, well, I didn't hear about the alligator thing, Mandy, but if you just, if I can just finish the thought here. Um, oh, look, well, the, the alligator you, thing, okay, that changes everything. I just everything. want to put the question back to you, Mandy. What are you actually suggesting we do if Trump wins fair and square? Let's forget about any, like, foul play or anything like that. If he wins in 2024, what are you going to do? Are you going right, to respect fi- that result? I mean, I don't accept the premise of your question. If he wins in 2024, let's forget the foul play. How can I forget the foul play when right now the Republican Party is trying to change state legislature rules, voting rules? Shadi, right now they are taking steps to make sure that the 2024 election is not a free and fair election. You keep. And he's not wrong. Whoever chimed in with the straw man compliment or comment, give that person a cowbell. Oh, that was Mekdi Hassan. If if if. Well, they're not, it's, the, the manger where the baby Jesus came into the world had less straw than some of these arguments yeah. that are being put, put forth here. I mean, I would – you're too young to remember Joe Pine. 
the talk show guy. The yeah, Wayne, read about back him. In the, in the 60s, he had a thing uh, called the beef box where somebody would uh, from the audience would get up and talk about what their particular beef was. And he would say, take a hype, pal, get lost, if you didn't like what they were saying or if they were talking jive, okay? Which this guy obviously it, it, it does not... Yeah. But when you go to work for the Brookings Institution, you have to crank out something like this just to yeah, justify your existence you, and your you, fellowship. You don't, you don't dare say, well, wait a minute now, back to reality, because he'll only go as a tourist, you know, with his 45-day rail pass or something. God damn. Why, I, I don't want that stuff on my TV. And what is it? You, you'll accept it. You'll accept, will you accept the legitimacy in 2024 if he's elected? They've already said that it, oh, God. I mean, I, I wasn't okay this morning, and somehow or another, watch it. I'm, I'm less okay now. <laughs> a little further, a little further. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is concerning, Pushing Randy. That you're, away. Not willing you to, cannot you're not willing this. to accept that outcome, then. You cannot both sides this. That's concerning to me. I'm not, hold on, hold on. I, I'm, I'm willing to accept an outcome of a free and fair election. Shadi, as of right now, do you believe the 2024 election will be a free and fair election if black people are denied the right to vote, if there is when racist gerrymandering continues, if election workers are threatened with death? Black people have been, t the, the, the vote has been taken away from them? I it's mean, the first this, you've this heard is the just, black this is being disenfranchised in America. This is exaggerated Sorry, rhetoric that is that it's raising the existential wow. stakes. And what I would like each of us to do Have is you to, been try to Georgia lower recently, the temperature. Shadi? You're not willing to do Sh that. Hold what, on, Shadi, do you not think our democracy is under threat? This is a very simple question. You think that election work is being harassed, trying to overturn elections, uh, death threats to election officials, uh, changing of voting laws, disenfranchisement of people in Florida. Okay, you think none of that is affecting the free and fair election in 2024, but, seriously. But the other side of it is that when you raise the specter of a fascist threat... Shadi, can stop I just the let, both just sides. Let me, okay. one party is trying let to me, overturn democracy okay, right Matthew. now. Please stop okay. the both sides. Okay, when you raise the specter of a fascist threat, it justifies taking extraordinary measures to suppress that threat. And that's right. why sometimes people like the idea of suppressing democracy in order to save it. We think that so much is at stake that we have to do anything it takes to prevent Trump or any or someone like him from winning in 2024. That can lead to overreach. I worry your rhetoric can lead us to do things we shouldn't do in a democratic context and for us as liberals. Well, I did, uh, hmm. Okay, here's, here's, here's a legitimate question. Should it be okay to be a Nazi? Because we have a Nazi problem in the United States of America, Scott. We really, really and for truly do. Do we not? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, the God, if you're not aware of it by now, this is, see, the thing is, this is, you know, don't even bring 2024 into it because, and I'm not screeching at you, but I'm saying this is not some notional thing. This is where we, again, you are here. Look at the sign. You know? Yeah. This guy is, I don't know what they put in his juice this morning, but I don't want that. Well, it, I'm... It just seems so. It seems so divorced from reality. I don't know how far up the food chain he is, but he must be way up in the thin oxygen to not realize that it's a felony in Georgia to give somebody a goddamn bottle of water who's standing in line to vote. Well, that too. That too. It's That's not, fascist. It's it's not theoretical. It's where we currently are in many many places. Nazis Some are marching all over this country, as yeah. we discussed. 
two nights ago, they were hanging banners in support of Kanye West. Nazis were. In L.A. Nazis are out being supportive of Ron Monkey up to Clantis right now. Proud Boys and etc. you know, we talk about the report, are in the process of, of, of inserting themselves in local county electoral governmentally mandated uh, poll management. I mean, this is real. It's here. And apparently this dude is not going to believe it until they build the ovens. Are those aren't ovens. I mean... And, and, and poor Tracy is about to have a conniption out somewhere on the 6th and 7 eighths. Oh, oh, I'm sure. I, you know, I'm sitting here at home, and I'm worked up. And, what, and she wanted to know, what was it you said about the embossed business cards? Uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, Liz Truss had just that day gotten her big box of business cards, <laughs> 5,000 of them, with the raised print and the embossed, and they look nice. Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Uh, who's she going to give them to? I mean, and they they won't refund that because there's no resale value to those cards. You give them to the kids to play with. Yeah, let's play prime minister. I'm sorry. I I, 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 I mean, this, Tracy just said, "Oh, sweet black baby Jesus." I, I I just I don't I. If this guy doesn't see it, I don't. I well, I hope they don't have. Well, what does that what does that say for what the current thinking is over at the Brookings Institution? Uh, we need Nixon. Stage a fucking fire. Get Colson in there in his fireman's hat. <laughs> Colson in his fireman's hat. Oh my you god! Remember that? Yes. Remember that? Where there was an actual, they wanted to break into the Brookings Institution back when Nixon was president to perform dirty tricks over there and find out what they were talking about. And they were going to do it under the guise of a fire and, and sneak the operatives in. What the hell's going on? And I've passed that building many a time when I lived in D.C. I forget exactly where it is, but good God. Good I know. God. I've passed it, too. <laughs> Was it like Thomas Circle or one of them circles? Yeah, maybe Vermont or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, God damn it. And what did Red Fox, a noted political philosopher, say a long time ago? If you can read the handwriting on the wall. You're in the toilet. You're in the fucking toilet. And this guy needs to give him a dime if they still have dime-operated uh, booths in the, uh, in the bathroom. And let him read some of what's on the wall. He's, he's well, we got about 20 seconds more. Let's see how it ends. Dear to go too far into demonizing our, our opponents and, and the, the other side. That is not sustainable right. in a democracy. We're going we're gonna to have to leave keep it here. Yeah, we're going to have to leave it here. And uh, thank you both for coming. Uh, we need to do this again. If they showed up with demons in them, we're not demonizing, demonizing them. 
Yeah, right. If they're demons, we're not demonizing. That there's fucking pea soup all over the place and people are levitating up off the bed. Jesus. Joe's going to have to bring a crucifix to work if this guy comes back. Yeah, holy power. water and garlic and, you're yeah. right, silver the bullets. Power, the power of Christ compels you. I, you know, I'm guessing, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe he got hold of some, you know, really good... Brown acid. No, I was thinking more like fruity pebbles, potted meat, Kush, or something. You know. I <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I, I, I'm glad that you shared that. But by God, hearing what what supposedly responsible people who put together a book are, are coming up with in terms of talking points. And he would not let the, the bone, the rag bone, of Kumbaya go away. He would not. It was like a terrier with a with a rag bone. Now, now let's let's leave the little let's leave uh, uh, Ferdinand and Imelda's little Yorkies out of this. <laughs> well, I, I just, little Gucci, little Fendi. It's it, it's frightening. Little Hermé, little Prada. It's frightening. I'm just I just. Uh, well, the only, as they say in, in, in Zen, the only way out is through. But by God, I'm feeling like Jesus. I know I'm mixing my religions here, but didn't Jesus say the night before the big event, you know, if... If, if it be thy will, let this cup pass by me, Dad? Yeah, it's like, um, I, I kind of get a sense of what uh, the good Lord was talking about. But this is where we are, I mean... And denying it or trying to paint it up in, with pretty colors does not change the fact that this is where we are. And to, to go on a, a, a national broadcast and try to push this stuff is just... Oh, but we must... But one wonders if we're being a little bit manipulated because what I was talking about the, the other night, the very thing where you bring on two opposing viewpoints and you have a nice wrestling match and everybody gets all upset. Well, and it's like when I was a kid, I was afraid of, of bees, anything that would sting like that. And my mom and dad would sit me down and remind me every spring and summer, if you don't bother them, they won't bother you. Right. And, and my comeback was, I don't think the bees have read the, the memo. Okay. <laughs> and, and this is the sense that I get from people like this author Apparently, he is so uh, uh, he's so convinced of his own arguments and outlooks that he doesn't. Well, he rem he reminds he reminds me of a line uh, from a Robert Frost poem. I'm so liberal, I won't take my own side in a fight. Well, and this I, is and and I mean I, I don't I don't know I don't know what I don't know what his goal is. Just lay down and let them uh, wait, you know, wait until they're marching over us to go, oh, shit, that's a fascist. Well, and the thing is, the, the, the people that he's speaking in defense of, supposedly to save the country, if we just get along with them, they, they don't anymore want to get along. No, than, no. Uh, the, uh, and, 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 you know, Matt, Matt, uh, Matt hit, a, hit a hanging curve and parked it in the cheap seats. Subject line, Nazis. If we could just sit down, break bread, and truly understand the Nazis, 
I'm sure that would lead to a positive outcome. I almost drove off the road when I was listening to this on the car in the early a.m. <laughs> yeah, I, well, no, I know. I, it's, I was, I was in, I was in full on. You know, <laughs> go and get me the, go get me a peanut butter and banana sandwich and the Elvis gun. I'm shooting the iPad. Well, I'm glad that uh, I didn't watch it, and I'm glad that you played it because if that is the state of thinking on the part of some authors at the Brookings some, Institute at, at the Brookings Institute, then we are screwed. We're beyond screwed. The light from screwed will not get here for several millennia. If this is truly where, see, I knew we were bad off, but now you've convinced me even beyond my having been convinced. Jesus, go over in Fox and sell it over there. Well, yeah, I mean, they just, but they just curb stomp him and say, "Yeah, you're right." You know, quit being mean to the Nazis and kick him again. You know, this goes back to something that I. I used to talk about way, 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 way long ago when I first got started. You know, the stump licker bunch. The what bunch? The, the stump licker bunch. You know, when uh, back in back in the old days when you went to make your hooch. Oh, you you don't mean with your tongue. You mean the beverage. The Liquor, L I K K E R. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 There is, so when you were done when you were done uh, uh, milling your 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 sorghum or your or your cane or whatever. Um. There would be some, and they, you know, they they'd take a big hefty stump, and that's where they would put the pole, and, and you know, and the mule would walk in a circle, and you feed the cane into the grinder to squeeze out the juice. Yeah. Well, when you're done, you, the stump's left. Got a big hole in the middle of it, and there's some remaining liquid. And over time, it ferments, and it'll make you mean as a snake. Jug that stuff right up. You know, it's got, like, dead yellow jackets and wasps and moths (laughs) and leaves and sticks and shit in it. People would scrape that shit away and drink it. (laughs) And it'll make you you crazier than Cooter Brown. And it wasn't a case of a bad batch of stump. No, it no, it's the, just it what it is. And the stump liquor bunch will walk up and say, "Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you want you you want you want a peaceful discussion? Here's your peaceful whack." Yeah. And then and then once they get get you on the ground, they start kicking and stomping. Here's your peaceful discussion, mother. Yeah, yeah. That's the stump liquor bunch. And that's who the Proud Boys, I mean, look, the Proud Boys are literally a brawling gang, a fascist brawling gang. There is a guy, and I wish there'd been more time, or maybe I'd been on the segment, no, of course, we wouldn't do that, where you look at this guy and you say, hey, there's a dude running around trying to, trying to eliminate an entire demographic of human beings in this country, talks about wanting them put up against a wall and shot, and he describes himself, my dude, as a theocratic fascist. When they tell you they're fascists, you're not helping anybody by saying, oh, no, that's just hyperbolic. They're perfectly good Americans, just like the rest of us. They're effing not! As you were describing brawlers, okay... 
it made me think of Alex and his pals in A Clockwork Orange in that dystopian future. Yeah, singing in the rain, right? Yeah, you know, well, you're kicking the poor dude to death in the library or the, you know, where whatever rumor was. Yeah, it's, we are, I guess we are here. Yeah, Randy Radar said, uh, remember when money in politics was the problem? Well, too much democracy was breaking out, so the conservative Supreme Court had to dump a giant turd in the punch bowl with the Citizens United decision, making Senator Joe Manchin possible and making the problem a thousand times worse. And now they've laid another giant turd in the punch bowl by overturning Roe v. Wade. One step forward, five steps back, y'all. And Randy's not wrong. Yeah, and the money in politics has gone malignant, if you ask me. Yeah, it's on. Well, it's on steroids now. Which uh, which state was it for the Senate race that just reached a billion dollars just for that one race? It'd probably Pennsylvania. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe Nevada. Yeah, I mean, when you're spending a billion dollars, they don't toss that money around for no reason. They have a specific purpose in 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 in, in underwriting advertisements on behalf of a cause or a campaign. And it doesn't have us in mind. It has them other fools in mind. Not other fools, but those other folks in mind. And it ought to scare the hell out of you. Out of you. I mean, yeah. not, not that fear is a good motivator, but sometimes it is. I don't want to operate out of fear, but at the same time, I've got to put my reality spect- spectacles on and look at it for how it is. I want to, sa- I want to save our majority in the house and senate and thereby save the united states of america and then i want to use the power i want to i want us to be a country that does great things i want to do i want to be a country that that that, that protects marginalized groups well I that looks to the future that 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 is concerned with more than a, than a than a clump of cells that the you know lady b sent me a link last week and i'd never seen it and it was the damnedest thing. It contained actual photographs of a four- and a six-week fetus. You know, the six-week fetus that these fetus fetishists claim has a heartbeat? Yeah, it's a glob of cells, basically. Yeah, it looks like a loogie. It's less defined than a loogie. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't have a heartbeat. It ain't a baby. But while the while the fetus fetishists have marched up and down the sidewalks with these uh, with these these malignant grannies flashing pictures of babies with blood on them, nobody ever walks around and says, "Yeah, here's the thing you think has a heartbeat, you goddamn simpletons." Oh, and they get oh lord, they get so indignant if you talk mean about them. How dare Stacey Abrams say that it's a fraud? That that's a real heart with a real heartbeat. Well, 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 where in the little piece of chicken and dumplings here is the heart, honey? There goes dinner. Yeah, this would be in the uh, Pacific Daylight Time Zone. Well, and see, here's... At least Rick got to have his snack. Here's the part of it that is so terrifying. No matter where you turn, you've got these bullshit artists and these nimrods spouting this stuff. And then you've got people sitting there slack-jawed and glassy-eyed looking at them, lapping up each and every syllable. 
because, because, because confirmation bias. I need to share. Oh, um, uh, Ron and Raleigh wrote a little bit ago. Oh, and thank you to an anonymous friend for meeting Ralph's challenge. That means we're down to $850 to finish October. Oh, man, says Ron and Raleigh. The beef box. I haven't heard a Joe Pine reference in a coon's age. I used to watch Joe Pine before Morton Downey Jr. came on the scene. Tell Ron to Google Joe Pine show, and there are actual full shows that, that he can watch. You just online. did. Okay. And P.S. The new prime minister, Rishi Sunak, is a man of color by the hair of his chinny chin chin. He does not pass the paper bag test. Well, it's a it's a photographic trick, is what it is. But I'm sure it's it's got to be terrible for, uh, to be a to, uh, to be a racist and a xenophobe and a Tory and a pro Brexiteer right now, because you've got one of them for the Prime Minister of Mother England. And do they use a, a term over there? Is "colored" still a word over there? I'm not sure. There is a term that uh, I'm sure Winston Churchill used, and I will not. No, I probably won't let you. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I, uh, I, you know, I, I just looked at the clock. I had no idea that I'd been on here this long. I don't like to do that because I know that there are other people chomping at the bit to get on. But I'm telling you, 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 you bring it out in me. You, you know, it, it, it's just. Well, let me, let me, let me bring, let me bring uh, Tracy on and. Bring out a little bit more. Hey, Tracy. Okay. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, uh, see, d- yeah. You know, you know, it's a quarter now. I noticed you said it's a quarter now, Scott. We, we got a cold compress yeah. for your forehead, there, Tracy. <laughs> well, see, this is what I did because see, all the bullshit that I was listening to. See, I'm pre-diabetical, and you motherfuckers had me had to pull over and go get ice cream. See, I don't appreciate that bullshit. And you didn't get none. Of so I'm sitting here. Was it? Well, wait, wait. No, you can't do this. Was it rum raisin? Ah. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck you. No, it was <laughs> lemon. And I got a scoop of lemon and a scoop of wait for it, pineapple coconut. Oh, baby. So I'm sitting here on the four hundred five and seven eight, listening to this. Up, you know, when that look. It's a cup. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Well, I actually can't eat an ice cream cone and drive at the same time because I have done that, but I wanted to enjoy the ice cream, so I had it in the cup. So the cup of ice cream is in my cup holder, and I am savoring every bit of it because yeah, this you. fool, what was it, what was it, what was it, what the entire fuck, what was that fool's name with this kumbaya bullshit? Oh, what uh, was his name so I could look him up? Oh, Kumbaya dude is uh, uh just a sec. Oh, I okay, but something's the, happening with my connection. What did you say? Uh Kumbaya dude is uh Shadi Hamid. S H A D I S H A D I H A M I D. Oh, and when he said about, you know, a free and fair election and and, oh, oh, I think I wish I had to watch this because I think oh boy was about to explode because he's like and it took everything he had not to say you stupid ignorant motherfucker. What do you mean black people are you know free and fair elections? What are you talking about? There are there are states where they're trying to disenfranchise not trying to but have disenfranchised black people. Okay, and he 
really? I didn't know about How have you not watched the news? I mean, but see, you know what? It goes back. It, as, as, as angry as I am right now about Roe v. Wade, I'm even more angry back in 2013 when John Roberts said there's no such thing as racism anymore because black president. So I can, I can decimate <coughs> the voting rights act. Where was all this? Where was everybody? Why was no one marching in the street? Because, like, when, you know, that, because I didn't realize as well yesterday that um, your show was a rerun. And so I was listening to Joe talking about vote, vote, vote. And soon, if, you know, if we hold on to our majority, I'm going to codify Roe v. Wade and all that. But, motherfucker, why haven't you said anything about? people not being able to vote and I'm going to do the very same thing with the voting rights act or whatever we have to do to ensure that people can fucking vote. Okay. Am I yelling? Cause I, my, I'm uh, uh, yeah, yes, and it's okay. Because I'm still hotter than Fish Creek about 2013 because they, they pulled the okie doke because Yes, it gave me, and I. And actually, right after they passed it, that I can marry, I called Jan and told her that we were getting married. Okay, but then I'm finding, but then it, it broke my heart to hear that, you know, that nobody got their ass, that nobody was storming the Citadel or what have you about voting rights because white people didn't think it was going to affect them. Here, nobody, nobody raised the eyebrows. And then, you know, all these other elections, so 2013, so how many elections have we had since uh, federal? 
were being thrown in jail because of because of a disease. Addiction is a fucking disease unless you are black. So this punk ass motherfucker talking about this bullshit. See, white y'all. Okay, white supremacy is real. That's some deep cutting shit. When you have a Muslim brother knowing full well that there was a goddamn Muslim band, and he's like, well, yes, I'm troubled. Troubled? Really? Troubled? And you are buying into that okey-doke bullshit that, you know, just because, you know, you cut, you know, that, oh, if we just try to get along, look, Rodney King said, can we just get along over 30 years ago? And we still ain't getting along. And if these people expect that this kumbaya, that's what we're going through right now with Kevin DeLeon here in L.A. And he's trying to do the, you know, the apology tour kumbaya motherfucker and all this. And let's just get along and let's forgive and let's heal and all this sort of stuff. No. And I'm tired of these milk toast. Oh, talking about, you know, there's some differences, you know, if we just, you know, there's bad people, who is that? And Charlottesville, didn't that asshole say, oh, there are good people on both sides? Uh, yes, that would be August 2017, our, yes. Right. I don't remember anybody on our side running people down in their car, you know, and shooting people and saying, Jews will not replace us. I don't remember any of us saying that, y'all. Do you, Robin, please? Because, you know, I'm no, not a No, dude, no, no, we don't, we, don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that shit. And to even qualify and, no, and think, again, with the white supremacy, it's gotten to the point that we, normal, we are now, well, I, and when I say we, I'm not including anybody that is listening to this program or is, or, or, no, no, we, we, I, I get, I get the okay. caveat. Yeah, but the normalization of white supremacy and is part of it is interwoven in the DNA in this country and people who look at BIPOC folks have this really keep are really thinking as a, as a, another example to what's happening here in LA that as long as I'm not black, I'm okay. I you know, but I'm like uh uh-uh, y'all will ne- y'all will never ever 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 be white. They may shake your hand and pat you on the back or rub your head for good luck or what have you, but you will never be in the club. They will never teach you the secret handshake. They are having conversations about you right now because you're a fool. They are laughing at Kanye West. They are laughing at, Ted, at, 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 at what's her name, Candace Owens. They are laughing at, at, at uh, Kalyan Noir and Clarence Thomas and all that because they're like, we got us some house Negroes. Because I'm almost angry enough to say the, the house gingers because it's just, y'all are just, the, the level of self-hatred, the level of self-loathing, the level of being unaware of who you are and your place in this country. Because as you keep saying, when they tell you who they are, fucking believe them. When they shoot a black man down for, you know, be, for just for a traffic stop or a, a child to be right in, within 12 seconds shooting him down. But you can have an armed mass shooter getting taken out to Burger King, unsafe, unharmed, 
after he shot a bunch of black people. And yet we live in a, and you're saying that there's no problems here. Ah! Okay, I'm done. Well, Tracy, I'll tell you, you know, and I hate to add this to what you're saying, but it's it's even worse than what you've described because I hear some of these pundits on TV, these talking heads, saying, well, you know, the, the, the black voters don't seem to be too engaged. Well, no surprise involved here, you know? No! All, all the black women that caused uh, Obama to be elected and even Biden to be elected, if you forget the people what brung you here, don't be surprised if they're not showing up come the next election. And, 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 and this is, you know, I appreciate Joe what he's done and stuff, but if you still haven't addressed and, and made uh, federal laws about police brutality, if you still haven't addressed systemic racism, if you still haven't said, we are going to keep cops and hold them accountable as hate crimes for killing unarmed black people. No. But hasn't some of that been introduced and actually passed the House of Representatives and died in a pool of blood and dust on Mitch McConnell's desk? That's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying, though. And, so, and, there, and therein lies the problem. You know, again, it's the urgency of now. It is the fucking urgency of now and why we can't wait. And do you know how hard it is for me to convince black people to vote? Because when people, and I try to explain, and they're like, and, you know, they got the lesser of two evils. And, you know, the the level of this, because we feel, and, and then, Again, thinking back to what's happening here in L.A., it just solidified. Listen to those conversations by what black a lot of black people, and sometimes myself included, feel about this country and our place as black people in this country. You got you, especially when you. We all know that if it hadn't been for black people and the civil rights movement that earned every other movement. Afterwards, there wouldn't be a, a Kevin DeLeon in the in, in city council on the city council. There wouldn't be a Nuri Martinez on the city council. There wouldn't be a Gil Cedillo in the city council. But by only by way of black people paving the fucking way, and to hear these motherfuckers who are supposed to be allies talk this rancid shit. And do you want black people to come out and vote Democrat? What? What? And and, and then you're thinking, now if they're saying if they're saying shit like this here in LA, what the fuck are they saying in the other cities and the other counties in these red states? Seriously. But the frightening part is though, if they recorded, you know, whoever like the campaign headquarters for Dr. Oz, and I still don't really believe he's a doctor, and and Rick, uh, uh, all these other people. There's just too many of their names. And these, those recordings let out, let out, nobody, it wouldn't change a goddamn thing. Like, 
this this is a country that elected a grant a man to pr- the, the presidency to the highest office in the fucking land after he said grab him by the pussy and then more votes he even got more votes in 20 fucking 20 than he got in 2016 and let's not forget who voted his ass in white women what was it, 53% or something crazy like that? Thereabouts. So, if that, if it's like, you know, like I said, I'm actually, I already voted, and Scott, you just really, I already know that they got my ballot because when you guys are talking about um, um, them, you know, hunt staying around the, the, um, the, the ballot drop boxes, I'm like, I'm just, because I already know because I got a text message from the Secretary of State saying that they received my ballot. So I know my ballot will be counted. But then, you, like you brought up, Robin, for you, it's like, you don't even fucking know if your ballot's going to be counted. There's no I mean, reason, there's no reason it shouldn't be. But, you know, when, you, when you consider... When you can, well, it, it's like the, uh, the, the young PhD student from Morehouse Medical School that I talked about on Monday. Right. She shows up at her polling place with all of her p- papers in order. And they said, you'll have to fill out a provisional ballot. You're being challenged. Well, who's challenging me? Can't tell you. Why am I being challenged? Can't tell you that either. So she refused to fill out the provisional ballot, went and did the smart girl thing, and called uh, a, a couple of election integrity projects. And she will vote. You know, as Randy Radar said a minute ago, I cannot repeat it enough. One eight six six our vote. Eight six six O U R V O T E. I got a question for Tracy. Uh, the vo- the yeah, voter tra- the voter tracker thing is that just a California thing, or is that can people in all the states? Because I think the, it's just when you think civilization. The thing and is, in California, you can still go. You can still go to the polls if you want. Yeah, if you want, you, know you could take your actual ballot and drop it in the polling box at a yeah. polling station. And there, and and here's the beautiful thing: because remember, back in the day, you could only vote at your precinct. Yeah, you know, but you can drop off. Um, I dropped off my ballot and Janet and I's ballot. So not in my neighborhood or, you know, there's places that you can drop your your ballot off anywhere you want to as long as it's a polling place or what have you. And here in L.A. County, they're, in, they're like right. They're either they're in front of library and in park and, by par, and in front of park. Well, the, the thing that I was so that, wondering is the doesn't that tell you something that. You have better security and verification and tracking for your when you call in an order for a pizza than you do ballots that your ballot is actually getting right. to where it needs to be. And I think it ought to be national. It ought to be right. It, it's just inc- and the only reason that they wouldn't do it is because they don't want certain of us to vote is what it comes down to. Because they know they know when we come out and vote, we win. There you go. Bottom up. That's why it's you know, and I love what you, you know the brother said about free and fair election. Motherfucker, I ain't gonna 
we, you know, we haven't had a really, you know, since 2000. And when he said, well, if Trump wins, I'm just, just the fact that you even uttered the word, if Trump wins in 2024. Because if he wins in 2024, that means, first of all, he didn't get indicted, he didn't go to jail, or whatever, or whatever, yeah. you know, they kept him out of the Supreme Court, kept him out of whatever, you know, he dragged in all his cases to the Supreme Court so they wouldn't adjudicate them or whatever the fuck. And so, when you, you know, the free and fair election, if, I mean, how many of these, there's five, whether it's the five to four or five to three, but is it right now in the Supreme Court? Or as um, uh, 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 Baraka used to say, the extreme court, because that's what it is. Yeah. Well, it is this the guy, extreme court. The guy that, that was on the show uh, from the Brookings Institution, you got to figure he either lives in D.C. or the Maryland suburbs or maybe northern Virginia, where they actually do still have free and fair elections. But he's in that bubble, that fucking D.C. bubble within the Beltway, where he has no earthly idea what goes on in the actual world, the real world. He knows how, no. how things are where he is, but the rest of the country is not like that. I, I'm here to tell you, I can swear on Bibles for, to, to attest to that. He's like in a, in a, in a vacuum tube or something, a bell jar or something. You know, like when people tell me, like, oh, you know, and, and Jan had these delusions, and I had to, I had to, I had to cool her ass real quick. She's like, "Well, if I have to warn you," and I'm, I will go. I said, "You can go if you want to, white woman." I ain't going to put no way. If I have to get my fat ass up on the pole and do what I got to do to stay here in California, I will do such a thing. Cause I'm sorry, I, I'm uh, uh-uh. I, I am not going to live anywhere where I can't vote. And like Biden said yesterday, but, oh, well, I don't know. When was that, uh, when was that show? Uh, what, you know, when, when Biden was saying, if we do not turn out to vote, you're not even going to be able to have your reproductive rights here in California. And it's like, you're, and you guys were talking about money earlier today. Rick Caruso, as of now, has spent a great for $18 million. For a job that pays how much? Oh, well, uh, I'm not sure because, well, remember, he's you not going to pay any money. $18 million. No, that's for them. No. 80, Robert, 80. 80. 80. Eight, eight, zero eight. Oh, sorry. Oh, Jesus, sorry. I thought you said 18. Yeah, same here. No, no, no. Eighty is that for, million. Is that for a council seat? Mayor. No, that's for the mayor of L.A. Oh, mayor. Well, even so, fucking mayor. I mean, god damn. City council. Okay, you know how much city council person makes here in L.A. a year? $207,000. Jeez. They make more than the fucking congressperson. Because a congressperson makes about one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Nice racket. So in the city of Los Angeles, and, and that's not including the little perks and shit that they get being council people. 
and back to fucking Kevin DeLeon, I didn't even realize this shit. He would play totally disgraced and about to go on trial for fraud charges, Jose Wingar. And then on top of that, he he came in third when we during the primary back in June. This motherfucker came in third as in the primary to run for mayor of Los Angeles. But even scarier, back in 2016, he primaried Diane Feinstein, and yes, I voted for him. He could have been a sitting United States senator had he had he beat Diane Feinstein. Holy shit! Isn't that a little weird? Oh God! And you, and you, and you, and you never and you never would have known what was sitting in your Senate seat. Right. DiFi served a purpose. And it's, right. I mean, thank God she won. You know, thank God he won. She won. But the crazy about this asshole. Is that he has? He is absolutely positive. He claiming, "Oh, I care about my constituents." If I step, is the easiest. This is, and he kept saying this shit over and over again. And Scott, if you get a chance, um, this is KBLA. You could down KBLA.com or KBLA download the app, and it was Tavis Smiley had had Kevin Daly on for mm. an hour on his show, and basically. Thomas is like, bruh. He's like, you keep saying my constituents, my seat. He's like, buddy, you're a seat warmer. They shit don't belong to you. Tavis and when you that. keep saying, that's what, ta- well, he didn't say, he did call him a seat warmer. He didn't say, he's like, but this, you know, it don't belong to you because FCC, he can't hug like we do. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, you cannot, you know, if you're so concerned with your, if your constituents want you gone, I mean, they are they are sitting in front of well, not three hundred at least three hundred feet away from his house, saying we are not going we are not going to leave your block or in front of your office until you resign. And so, even his neighbors, this is the best part. His neighbors are backing these people. The neighbors are letting them use um, their showers, letting them use electricity, feeding them. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. Melinda said yesterday, look, we in L.A., we got built weather. We can camp all through December. No problem. They, we are not letting this go. They were even out front of KBLA State Studios yesterday protesting Kevin DeLeon. And they were even pissed off at Kevin Smiley for even having his janky ass on, the, on, <laughs> on giving up time for him on his first place. Janky. They were not. Janky ass. Name, janky one radio, ass. name one radio station hosted by a white woman where the word janky has been used. <laughs> hey, y'all, I hate, to, I, hate to, I hate to interrupt the fun, but I got to go. And they got to go. You got to go. I know, baby. But, um, Scott, uh, have you got this? Because, I know you haven't voted yet, baby, but have you gotten, like, the progressive voter guys down there yet to know about what? Because I can help you with the proposition. I got those well, down. No, I'm gonna. I've got to go. I'm gonna go online and do all my research before I even take the ballot out of the envelope. Because I, no, I, I've been doing. If you want to talk about it, because I've done all. I've, I've I've done the research on the judges. 
the, the state judges, uh, Supreme Court, uh, state uh, court of appeals, the propositions, and stuff like that. So, any other, if you have any questions or you want to talk about statewide initiatives, please yeah. give me a holler or a text or what have you, because yeah. like you're talking I, about the that you know, stuff. Those resources do come in handy. Um, and right. if they have a website, Progressive Voters Voter Guide, I'll I'll just look it up and read up on it. Right. Because you've got to be what? serious about this. You've got to be serious as a heart attack when it comes to voting. Yeah. Um, and it's that something part. that I've never missed an opportunity to vote, and I'm sure as hell this year are not going to miss it. You know? No. And we have, in California, we have no excuse. We have absolutely no excuse. Not to vote in California. No, there's too much no. on the line. So, uh, there's, there's too much on the line. So on that note, I'm gone. I love you guys. Be good. And I'm going to finish eating my ice cream. Love you guys. Good night. All right. Take care. See you, Tracy. Bye. Bye. And, and I'm going to bug out too because you're going to bug out. But man, what a chat this was. Yeah, it was dandy. I, I'm glad uh, that I did. I called because. Well, I could not have, you know, I could have, I could have played that clip, you know, with nobody else on the line, but you made it a lot better because you kind of validated the, oh my God, what am I listening to that I had earlier today? And, you know, Matt in San Francisco damn near drove off the road, you know, with the kumbaya of it all. Tracy had to get ice cream. Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yeah, because remember, she said she's pre-diabetical. Yeah, well, and see... This stuff will set you off. When you get somebody that is... It'll make you eat dirt and run rabbits and put onions in your socks and drink a pint of pee-pee. If you get somebody who's that out of touch with the real world, then it's worth noting and and taking notice of it and saying, watch out for people who take these sort of positions. I'm all for kumbaya, but I'm also for honest legitimate engagement and this guy was selling the book is all he was doing trying to anyway and apparently one that he wanted to be bought by the maggots i don't know i got to get out of here scott you take care dear all right you too robin take care and take care horn family be well all right see ya bye See ya. and uh so as we as we head into tomorrow and again got to take margie to another appointment tomorrow shouldn't interfere should not interfere with the program, but the possibility I didn't think yesterday was either, but some days. Then again, to be quite honest, I would rather drive in midtown Manhattan than midtown Beckley, West Virginia. I know the New Yorkers are going, no, and it, yes, really, it's, it's terrible. It's just awful. Um, and just one little note on the way out the door, because I didn't, I didn't see it till late on Monday. And I wasn't here yesterday, but I had a lovely note from our pal Jessica in Minnesota, and she said, a little something happy to share with the Horn family congregation. I was busy with things last Friday, but the 21st of October, 2017, five years ago, a crazy, fun, auburn-haired girl agreed to go on a first date with me. And on Valentine's Day next year, we'll celebrate our fifth wedding anniversary. So, to observe both occasions, allow me to chip in something towards the kitty tonight. So five years and five years. How about five and five for ten bucks? And if anybody wants to match that, feel free to help celebrate. Been a little busy, but I haven't forgotten about you. And you can share this. I just got my flu and Pfizer booster today. 
Here's another five bucks to celebrate, and if anyone else has a fiver burning a hole in their pocket, feel free to match. And uh, no problems with the booster. And no problems with the flu shot. Yeah. Um, so congratulations, Jessica, and to your beloved. And yay you being smart and getting your, and getting your shot and your boosters. So that'll be... Uh, uh, so that, that gets us down to uh, 810 to finish the month. And for anybody that wants to jump in in celebration of the happy moment there with Jessica and her beloved. So thanks, everybody. Thanks to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. You are so important, and we are so grateful, all of us. Not me and that mouse in my pocket. Everyone in the community. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. Uh, thanks to our anonymous friend, and thank you to Ralphs this evening, and thanks to Jessica. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Please spread the word. This community is something unlike anything going on anywhere else. And I think that's why it's had the staying power that it has for almost 20 years. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Brother Bishop Steve in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Hey, remember, brand new Fresh Malloy on the way at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. The best place to listen to the first run of Malloy is head on dot live. Thank you, Ben Birch, whiterosesociety.org. Millions and millions of hours served. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Time's running out on this Congress, but there's, it's never too late to reach out to your member of the House and ask him to co-sponsor H.R. 2073, the Appalachian Communities Health Emergency Act, the ACE Act. It is literally the... Best hope for a future that Appalachia has. Get your booster. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear your mask when you're among the great maggot unvaccinated and unwashed. Use your hand sanitizer. Keep your social distance. And if some if if some uh, 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 gym rat comes babbling down the street saying, they swatted me for the sixth time. They want the police to kill me. Avoid that marginal trailer queen like the plague because she is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later. <laughs>